I don't like to boast. They like hot butter on the breakfast toast. Watching flicks, talking chicks. I like to mow the boat. Can River Man make it? Yo, a check. Nope. So look at all these movies I got. Commenting like, mmm, should we watch them or not? I know they just be acting for cash. But I still got one question to ask. Like, why'd he do that? Do that? Do that? If that was me, I'd be like, screw that. Screw that. Screw that. I'm an alpha. I'd eat through that. Through that, through that, mmm. So why do he do that? Do that, do that, mmm. What's up, everybody? Revival House BTM guys are back here. We got Mac and Toe with Zach and I. Yeah, boy. What up? I I didn't realize we were doing a theme this month, but it kind of seems like it so far because we're doing Scream Two. Scream, motherfucking two. Hell yeah, baby. We want to jump right into it because this bad bitch is two hours. Two hours long. and eleven seconds to be exact. That's crazy. Well, my inferior voodoo version is two hours and 13 seconds. Yeah, there you go. Aaron's a beta and he's watching it on voodoo, so he's going to get fucked up and, uh, you know, it's going to get laggy and shit. No, it's fine. But we're going to go ahead and get started in three, two, one, play. Na, 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 na. Hell yeah, Dimension. Brothers from another dimension. Mm-hmm. I was telling Zach Mac before this, I was like, right, so are you going to be, is Master P joining us for this one? He's like, why would he? I'm like, because he did the fucking lead track for the soundtrack. He's like, he did? I don't even remember it. <laughs> he did it with Silk the Shocker. It was called Scream, and the video even has Ghostface in it. Oh, my God. I watched three seconds of it, and it sounded like shit. You know what's funny? That reminds me. Didn't Creed do What If for Scream? What If? That was three. Three. We, hey, Jada Pinkett Smith, fucking Will Smith's uh, banging wife. Would you fuck Jada Pinkett? No. I'd pink at that, Smith. She's kind of uh, annoying. Beta. I'd Smith that Pinkett. Aren't they always accused of being like Illuminati puppets? By fucking retards, yeah, probably. They've uh, somebody threw them into the hat of people that were on Epstein's island. <laughs> Amazing, <laughs> like anonymous. I guess anonymous came out with a whole bunch of fucking quote unquote factoids, dude. You know what's so fucking stupid is I had somebody blowing me up about that. Like, oh my god, like it was the biggest thing in the world. Like they just had to let everybody know because Anom- anonymous put out, you know, those motherfucking V from Vendetta freaks. They put out this thing that had all this like quote unquote facts, and it was all bullshit. It was like. Uh, Trump stuff that he raped some girls. It was like quote unquote evidence that he raped some girls on the island. Some of the people that were on that island were fucking Will Smith and Jada Smith. I'm like, come on, I don't think they're raping kids. Oh hey, this person right there. Uh, back in the day, MTV they had a contest for uh, when uh, if you win, you got to be in the fucking Scream Two, and that's the winner. Really? She plays the usher there. She doesn't do bad. Did she talk? What, what did she say? She did. She's like, oh, these are fr- these are promotional from the movie studio. Everybody gets one. I think it it would be very easy to just deliver one fucking line. Yeah. I mean, especially okay, if you're Aaron, playing... Aaron, could you do two lines, Mr. Smarty Pants? Especially when you're playing something like an usher, when you don't have to be real personable to the person you're talking to. You're not really playing to the scene. Just sound like a robot. That's why Kevin Williamson's a fucking genius and wrote that as the, the fucking part that you could win. Yeah, no, I... Uh, oh, hey, we're here on the fucking uh, Red Right Hand. Fucking staple. It's, uh, it, it plays in this movie twice. Here's a fun fact. Back, rewinding back to when this movie came out. See, didn't know anything about the first one. It came out, sleeper hit for me. It was fucking huge on video. I watched it all the time. And fucking, uh, if you remember right, 
The original came out uh, in, you know, this uh, Christmas season of 96. So uh, originally they thought it was a bomb, but then word of mouth made it get huge numbers. So it made most of, most of its money in 97. And this movie came out in 97 made most of it. There were two screen movies that dominated the box office in 97. That's fucking crazy. My question, oh, though, yeah. is if it really wasn't pulling in all its dough, the original till 97, were they already making this one in good faith? or And it just turned out to be good because the first one was getting it its was, second win. It was greenlit while it was still in theaters, I heard. So Hell yeah. While, while two was, gotcha. But yeah, this is uh, this, this in-movie universe uh, stab footage was directed by Robert Rodriguez. And I never knew that, yeah. Heather Graham. Heather Graham. Would you, would you Heather her Graham? I don't think I ever appreciated it when I was a kid, like what they were trying to do, especially with these sequels. I would ignore my question, too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying with all the meta shit and stuff. I uh, and even like the third one in the fourth one where it gets really really cheesy. I mean, it's still on brand with what they're doing. You know, having all these stupid fucking shitty celebrities in these movies within a movie and stuff. See, I uh, I, I watched this again. See, isn't it weird that they're using the same actor's voice in the movie within a movie as they do in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, it should be different, shouldn't it? Yeah, maybe they're implying that they're just using the same brand of fucking voice changer. Yeah, maybe they maybe they found maybe that went public in Gail's book. You know exactly what he was using or something. Hell yeah! And in this movie, they learned from their mistake. Uh, that shot right there. Every time I see that, I never see like the ghost face killer when I see that until I the last time. Yeah, I, when I see his face though, I see like a guy wearing a, like a stocking cap or something. Until like recently, when I watched it, gearing up for this commentary, I finally saw. Oh, his most of his face is hidden by the fucking, uh, you know, the fucking hood. Yeah, which is funny because we talked about like the original. You could go out and buy a screen accurate mask back in the day, but it didn't come with that hood. It had that fucking stupid ass. Like it had two uh, long things that you could tie underneath the chin. What the fuck were those for? Ultra combo, combo, combo. Hey, do you think if they really would have made a movie like this based on true events that they would have actually changed the design that was in the movie of the mask and stuff? It's kind of interesting. They actually used it's like the whole Annabelle doll thing. You know, they changed it. It wasn't quite marketable enough. Yeah, but to watch that in a movie with a different mask, it would be like, uh, just fucking why did do that? Just use the mask. Yeah, I would pink at her Smith. Do you prefer this scene where he gets stabbed in the ear with a knife or when uh, Sean Wayans gets stabbed in the ear with a dick? Both. In Scary Movie. Both. They're both amazing. Yeah, it's kind of funny because Scream was also on uh, Miramax or Dimension Films, whichever. I think it was Miramax. And uh, they're they're shitting on their own movies. Oh, I stabbed you, man. (laughs) Fucking great dialogue. Why didn't we get Scream masks and knives? Yeah, I tell you what, if, if if premieres were quite like this, I would go to the movies all the time. You know, this eventful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the closest thing I've ever had to it was when I saw that screening of The Room with Josh James in uh, New York City. That was kind of close, but it still wasn't like this. It wasn't like nuts with people in the lobby going crazy and shit. And they, they make it seem like this entire theater is nothing but stab. Like every scream is showing stab or something. No other business is going on. Hell yeah. See, this movie, like, uh, it was huge. Like, I remember when this was coming out, uh, it was the most excited I was for a movie coming out uh, when this was coming out. And it was surpassed maybe, like, a couple years later with, like, Bride of Chucky, because that was the first Chucky I'd get to see in the theater. But it never came to our theater, so I didn't get to see it in theaters. And funny thing about Bride of Chucky is I never saw a trailer for it. 
Back then, you couldn't just get on the internet, find the trailers. You had to, like, just turn through channels, hoping you'd see a trailer. And uh, uh, one time, I, I flipped it to the channel. with a, I had a tape in the VCR ready to hit record if I see the Brian Shucky fucking trailers <laughs> on. Because, of course, it's, uh, I can't see it over and over again. I'm going to have to rewind that tape and study it, decipher all these scenes. And I just catch the tail end where it says, Brian Shucky coming this week. And that's all you I saw the trailer? until the fucking movie was released. I didn't see I don't remember anything for it either. I remember. I just remember in the trailer, the TV spot, where it shows Catherine Heigl turn around and you hear off screen, hey, beautiful, and she turns around. Uh, I think that's where I like. I don't think of, I've yeah. ever seen the trailer. And I don't right. think that's even, in, that's not in the movie, right? He never actually says, hey, beautiful. Maybe. It was, it, I don't think he does. It was one of those things that only existed in the trailer, but it wasn't a, you guys want some cookie? You know, <laughs> bullshit like that. That's a well. That wasn't the movie. It was just an alternate take. Just a, an inferior take. <laughs> two screams. Uh, you walk into a bathroom. Two screams are taking a piss. What do you do? Who's sucking who? Me. Exactly. Exactly. This is really weird. So hey, really quick. Do you? Um, is it actually audible? What is that is being whispered on the other side of the stall when we're about to hear it here? Because otherwise, why would someone be interested? Why would anybody be interested unless you could actually hear? Was it something sexual? It's saying something about like when I was watching it, it made me think of like the ending of Friday the Thirteenth, where she's doing the killer mommy thing. It sounds like uh, it's saying mommy or something like. I don't know. Yeah. Why would he be eavesdropping and he's still got the door wide open? You'd think he would at least close the stall door so you can. What the fuck? I eavesdrop all the time with the door open. Why? How did he know exactly where his ear was, too? I guess he could have saw his feet, you know? He's got x-ray vision. Yeah. How are you going to do somebody like that? How do you know he was leaning over, though? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's very self-serving. That's why he was whispering, to get him to lean into it. Come on. Come on. Stick with the program. He's like, but, I can see him leaning now. But clearly, it was just a guy, one guy in there, right? Unless that's Billy's mother. Do they, do they ever make it pretty clear who's who, which killer is doing what? I think in the first one, it's fairly easy to understand who was doing the killing at what time between Billy and Stu. In this movie though, is it? Fans have gone through and uh, deciphered it all for you to read if you'd like to, Aaron. Are there any uh, plot holes to that or is it, does it actually all line up? Or uh, You know what I mean? It seems to, baby. Seems to. But yeah, here's a fun thing. Uh, some uh, trivia about the movie. The plot twists were all a matter of top secrecy throughout production. The screenplay was heavily guarded and restricted to only the most crucial personnel. Certainly, none of the cast knew how the film ended, as uh, the last 10 pages were withdrawn from them. Consequently, when the first 40 pages of the script were leaked onto the internet, this is one of those movies, uh, fucking uh, Kevin Williamson was forced to do some hasty rewrites. This meant that the film w went into production without a completed script. But yeah, uh, apparently... um. There were, I'll read throughout, but like, yeah, there was a couple things like that leaked because uh, the internet was getting big around this movie. This movie had a lot of buzz, and uh, yeah, uh, I guess uh, somebody that was like an extra in the movie leaked the script online. Fucking beta. Why do extras even get the fucking script? You know what I mean? <sighs> That's pretty stupid. Probably one of the last times. Unless he stole it. Maybe. Maybe yeah. he swiped it. Hey, uh... I even like how in the movie it looked like they used one of those retractable knives, right? Because it came right back up and there's no blood. Yeah, whenever it hit her, it didn't even do anything. Well, it looked like an obvious retractable knife. I think that's obviously a conscious thing. Like a, I didn't notice. Yeah, you never seen how it's like there's no blood compared to the way she died in the first movie. 
uh, when he stabs her, it comes up and it looks like an obvious retractable knife, and there's no blood or hole or anything. Here, this is kind of funny. Uh, Man- Mandela effect. I remember when we were watching the first one. I was like, wasn't there a scene where he was killing her up against a tree? And uh, I was just remembering this movie. See, the Mandela effect's all bullshit. You're just misremembering it. Right there. That's a great shot. I was reading online. It might have been on one of these like Facebook film groups. Everybody's like, is nobody going to address the elephant in the room that, like, every, you know, like, this guy murders her and she's screaming for help and no one stops? Yeah, they think it's a part of it. That, that part right there where he does that, like, look up and the, the music swells, I always thought that was him screeching. Like, he was like, yeah! That's funny. Or something like that. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I always, I, but, but yeah, I, thought, I always thought it was pretty obvious that they just thought it was somebody, you know, hyping up the movie and getting into it. They're all doing it. They're all into it like that. They're all chasing each other. Around. Dude, why can't we get our theater to do that? I bet. I mean, <laughs> I have to imagine at this point they realize, but it cuts away in a moment. Yeah, they start. Right. They obviously look concerned here. Yeah. So they are. They're all like, what the fuck? Those people are fucking stupid then who address that online. Look, they're even taking off their fucking masks, revealing their chode faces. Like, you OK, though? Aren't you uh, <laughs> like married to fucking Fresh Prince? See, this is way more dr- dramatic than taking a fucking gun into the dark night and just shooting people. Whoa, this would be your lucky day in hell. <laughs> we should cover this song. Dang song. But fucking, uh, I gotta say, Sydney, uh, there's some women that fucking rock the shoulder length hair really well. And Sydney and Courtney Cox in this movie, they look dank AF with the shoulder length hair, I gotta say. Man, it's been a while since I've seen this. I kind of hate that we're doing it on a commentary because I kind of wanted to watch it just on my own too. I rewatched it to prepare, and I gotta say, uh, it's I, it's still as good to me as uh, the original. They're on par, I think. I had to watch the original without the commentary. Dude, I would suck her fucking tits right off. Exactly, you just suck them right off. Look at her, and then you gotta get that fucking serum so that she can pour them over her tits while she's holding them to her chest, like in uh, Resident Evil Seven. Be dank. Is it me or does this, uh, from a cine- cinematography standpoint, does this movie just look different than the first one, or is it just all the surroundings that are playing with me? Uh, might be. Uh, there's a there's Ooh, a nod to Freddy Krueger in the back too. See, uh, the original script, um, that chick right there, Sydney's uh, girlfriend, who she's roommates with, was one of the killers, and so was her boyfriend again. But see, that Cotton Weary is in the movie more than I remember. He's in like five scenes. Damn, He's at the she end. Looks like Jill. Yeah, I remember at the end where he's like, "It'll make a one hell of a good movie." Right? That, that interviewer right there is uh is Kevin Williamson, by the way. Okay, yeah. Can't be Wait, up. so at, Dude, fucking at what point was uh, that roommate and the boyfriend the killers? At what script? What draft? Or was that that's not the one he made the quick change to? Was it? I when think the, so. The, it, Apparently, he he's given like it's kind of one of those things. That, like, there's different versions of it, like depending on who's telling it. But Kevin Williams said said recently in an interview that. Uh, the ending with her being the killer, her roommate, and uh, Jerry O'Connell, the other boyfriend, was always a dummy ending. That was never going to be the ending. It was just there because they knew it would probably leak. Uh, so, yeah. Gotcha. I I don't even remember what comes of her. What happens to this roommate here? I don't even fucking recall. Uh, she, Does she die in the car when like they're both in that car wreck or yeah, whatever? Yeah, one of the best scenes in the movie. We'll okay. get there. We'll get there. She played, I believe she played the wife of D.L. Hughley on his sitcom, The Hughleys, that was on, like, UPN back in the day, like, 10 years ago. You remember that? Would you D.L. his Hughley? No. <laughs> he got a bunch of spiders on his head. Oh, yeah. 
There it is. Yeah. Freddy sweater. A Freddy sweater. It's not exactly the right colors, but it works. Nah. It's blue. Yeah. And the stripes are kind of thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a fun fact. Amazingly, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert loved this movie. Siskel never gave good reviews to horror movies, particularly not slasher movies. And he slammed Scream, the original. Ebert almost never gave slasher movies good reviews. The fact that both of them liked this movie is a small miracle. Siskel didn't like Halloween. Didn't one of them really like Halloween? Um, I don't remember, but uh, there was that famous thing where uh, fucking uh, one of them, they, they panned fr- Friday the 13th, the original, and they even gave out Betsy Palmer's, like, uh, her, like, where she lives, so that, and, like, encouraged people to, like, send her fan mail or something. Like, how do you get away with that? Like, uh, that's doxing, baby. They dog dropped. Oh, fucking, uh, oh, girl. Fucking Sarah Michelle Buffy herself, the real Buffy. Geller. The real Buffy. Not fucking uh, the other one. Nah, dude. Christy Swanson. I like Christy Swanson. Yeah, me too. Christy Swanson is crazy nowadays. Hey, look who it is. Her uh, her tits looked rocking in that movie. Oh, God. Uh, Daily Friend, where she's underage. There's our boy. Flowers in the Attic, where, where they're doing uh, incest. <laughs> Why does it look like Jamie Kennedy's aged about 10 years in like two? Maybe a goat, that's the power of the goatee, I guess. Yeah, it is. That shit just makes you old as fuck. This, this is just a year later, baby. Oh, I forgot. Fucking Charlie Banks is in this shit. Joshua Jackson. But he's not in it, but just, just this scene. They got the who's who of Dawson's Creek and had to throw him in this movie somewhere. I didn't know this until I was reading trivia, but Kevin Williamson actually created Dawson's Creek. I never knew that. I, I, I knew that. Yeah, he created it. I think he created it before Scream. Because didn't Dawson's Creek premiere in 95 or 96? Yep. So it was probably in production. Yeah. It's weird that they took the Dawson's Creek guy. I was like, oh, he's doing really good with these teen slashers. Let's uh, give him a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, movie scripts to write. The the Vanderbeek guy, James Vanderbeek never got to be in any of these movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, she says you got a hard off for Cameron to uh, Mickey, who, uh, spoiler alert, is one of the killers. But yeah. He gets it wrong. He gets the quote wrong, by the way. Yeah, apparently um, that was a uh, trivia too. Like uh, originally, uh, he tried to fix that. Well, like uh, fucking uh, Jamie Kennedy tried to tell him, like that's not the right quote, and uh, nobody remembered it right, so they just they left uh, the wrong correction in. Well, I can't hear it, but whoever he was cor- was he correcting Mickey? Whoever he corrected actually had it right. I think. Yeah, like the stay away versus get away. Yeah, the the, the originally the guy that said it first had it right. Yeah, and it make yeah, and it makes me have the Mandela effect because I would go back and watch Aliens again, and I would hear that like what? No, that's not what Jamie Kennedy said. But uh, but I never understood if that like this has to have been, it had to have been intentional is the way I used to thought. Like I don't like there's no way they get this wrong. It's such a memorable quote, and I'm like I don't know. Is this supposed to be like I don't know putting a flashlight on people that are know it alls with uh, film factoids, and they're yeah. not. I don't fucking know. You can always misremember a line, but uh, damn, Sydney's looking good. I want to pee in her butt. That's Jill, baby. She's the new Jill. Oh, yes. Look at him in the background. Hey, yo. Jerry O'Connell. Well, he can't take the steps. Is he a fucking caveman? Why do you have to do that? Oh, because the camera's looking that way. That's right. He's in a hurry. Because That's right. he's Jerry O'Connell, man. He was in Step by, uh, Stand By Me. He was. He's in that movie I was telling you about, Mac, that satanic panic. Mm-hmm. With his wife Rebecca Romaine, and I just didn't like it. I thought it was boring. Beta. Did you like it? Never seen it. Okay. It <laughs> it's got like a following, man. I just thought it was like a five. It's just whatever. Five. 
It's a five. I finally watched American Werewolf last night, Zach, for the first time. Hell yeah. American Werewolf in London. Hell yeah. I like, and to be honest, I didn't think, I wasn't expecting it to be kind of a comedy. Horror comedy. But but it makes sense, you know, it being uh, who directed and whatnot. And he actually, I didn't realize that that came out after Blues Brothers and after Animal House and stuff. So he was an established comedic writer. So it's kind of an odd choice. That seems like that would have been his first movie type of thing. And then he would have got handed a bunch of movie and he would have did like comedies. But it's kind of weird that he followed up his big hits with that movie. Well, stop blue balling us, bitch. What'd you think of a movie? I liked it. I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was, ext- I mean, I, it sounds stupid to say it was a fresh take because the movie's almost 40 years old. But for me, never seeing it, I thought it was a really fresh take on werewolves because yeah. they're, it's a pretty bland genre. And uh, he did something different with it. It was, it was really cool. There's a sequel, uh, American Werewolf in Paris. Is that, I know it was Tom Everett Scott or whatever. Is that really, though, a sequel? I didn't know that. I didn't know it was a sequel. It is. I thought it was just like a homage. It's dank. We got Aunt Jackie here, baby. Yeah. Would you fuck Aunt Jackie? You no, know, uh, hold on, really <laughs> quick. So if, when they have this scene now, I think if this is any other movie besides the Scream movie, you would have to say, well, her just showing up like this and her being kind of a known actor, right? She's on Rosie. It has to mean something. But since yeah. it's Scream and they inject a bunch of fucking random cameos all over the place, mm-hmm. it kind of doesn't make you expect anything because they're all over the place, this movie. See, Courtney Cox looks uh, fucking dank AF in this this movie, too. Yeah, how the fuck did they mess up in the next one? <laughs> yeah, she got a terrible fucking haircut in part three. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> oh, with those bangs. Fucking yeah. style went back. And she looks like Skeletor. She didn't get in the tanning bed. But yeah, I was completely wrong. Uh, fucking Aunt Jackie, she's she's has like five scenes in the movie. And uh, it's funny because, yeah, it's funny because they set her up really well to like, oh, yeah, like, okay, I see it completely now. And like the other killer, too, there's scenes where he's walking around with a video camera that I never noticed until the last time I watched it for that scene later, whenever uh, they're in the, you know, the college dorm part or whatever. And the the footage starts playing. They're like, who recorded this? And uh, yeah, like he was recording from the van when he kills Randy later on and shit. Yeah. Okay. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. Hey, these See, aren't things the you think about as a yeah. These aren't things you think about as a kid. Oh yeah, AV geek. Oh, see, uh, apparently he uh, his knuckles are kind of messed up there. They did that on purpose because the scene that just happened. Wait, what? Yeah, I read that too. Fucking did you, yeah, they're they're landed in there. Even Wait. though halfway through shooting, yeah, they looked messed up. Halfway through shooting, they found out like we have to rewrite this movie. Wait, his knuckles are fucked up because he was the one that just did whatever it is they're investigating? Yeah. Gotcha. Fucking, uh... Those chicks are fucking ugly. That that girl there, second to the right, she looks like she's 12. Why is she in college? Yeah, they're fucking... Those chicks are ugly as fuck. She looks like Alex Mack. You're so mean. I'm sorry. They're just not beautiful. Nobody's ugly. He's See, beautiful. Like- she's beautiful, but they're not beautiful. It's like when you look in the mirror and notice, like, oh, man, I'm ugly. It's not that you're ugly. It's just you're not your own type. Fuck, man, that's fucking deep. That's Portia de Rossi, man. She's uh, that should be on the deep end. Oh yeah, Portia de Rossi is Mrs. Ellen DeGeneres with uh, Aaron Lipscomb. Oh, oh yeah, Portia de Rossi, I'd fuck her. Uh, she she fucked up her face later on though. She did. Like, yeah, uh, that that season four of Arrested <laughs> Development. She looks like fucking pure shit. Not to shame or anything. Why yeah. though? It's too bad. It's too bad that Hollywood makes uh, people have to do that. Well, because they, I mean, you pretty much are aging out of Hollywood. Before you're 30, and they all feel like they have to get injected and, and all this work done. 
and she was a beautiful lady. I'm pretty sure she still looks good at fucking 35. I'm sure she would look good now. Um, I, I don't understand it, but she was a fucking babe in the early seasons of Arrested Development. Babe. Yeah, no, I, I was disappointed, man. When first of all, when that that new season came out a few years back on Netflix, a I didn't really like the season very much because it was very apparent they couldn't get anybody to film together. They couldn't get schedules lined up because it the way they kind of did it episodic, right? Like this is a Michael episode. Yeah, they actually re-edited it to be more like the older seasons, uh, more recently. Well, if, if it could all been fixed by an edit, why didn't they do that the first time? Um, they just decided to do it that way. I don't know. Yeah, it didn't work out. It it made it lose the magic because they weren't really interacting or crossing much paths with each other. Uh, and she and I, she was really hot, and I was looking forward to seeing her. And she looked like shit. Too bad. They all do it though. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Dewey's back. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Broken Arrow? I almost watched it last night for the first time, but I chose American Werewolf instead. To be because it's on HBO right now, uh, Broken Arrow. Good call. I never watched Broken Arrow, but apparently a Dewey's theme is from Broken Arrow. They uh, used like leftover uh, movie uh, like soundtrack from Broken Arrow as a temp thing, and they showed it uh, during a uh, you know test screening, and people liked it so much, so they just kept it as his theme in the movie. So it, it was a th- part of a theme that was still used in Broken Arrow, or was leftover. It was still used in the Broken Arrow, I guess. It's interesting. But there already was a Dewey's theme from the first movie. That's still in this movie, but it's uh, more in more serious scenes. Yeah. I do want to watch Broken Arrow, though. I mean, it's, you know, John Woo. I think it followed Face Off, right? Or was it before Face Off? It came right next to Face Off, regardless. Not sure. I'm birth- I bet there's slow motion doves in it, though. Probably. I know Riverman really likes Broken Arrow. He always fucking talks about it. He always used to talk about it, anyway. Oh, yeah. So fucking Dewey, he's got a limp because uh, he was stabbed in the back in the first movie, and it fuck, he fucked up like he's got nerve damage and shit. And uh, I remember hearing that maybe that was ad-libbed by uh, Arquette, like that wasn't in the script. He's like, oh, I should have some kind of thing to remember that, uh, you know, the old movie. I could be wrong, though. I mean, that's a good touch. If so, uh, does does he stay consistent with that in the third one, or is his limp all of a sudden gone? I think he's... I think it's a little better, but I, I think you might still do it. How how much uh, time in the future is this? Is this supposed to be just one year? Maybe. They're in college now. But yeah, the next school year, like they're freshmen in college, maybe. Yeah, because when they're at the beginning of the movie, the girls are like, that did happen. It happened last year. Yeah. Well, see, look, I, I when you were saying Colin Weary, Col- what's his name? Cotton Weary wasn't Cotton in this movie. <laughs> I was like, Cotton, <laughs> Colin Mockery. Condom ripped. No, when he, you were saying he wasn't in this movie at all, I'm like, ah, he's in this movie quite a bit. It's the first one. He's just like on a TV. He's actually in it just as much as Lou, Billy Loomis's mom. <laughs> I noticed he's in five yeah. scenes. So yeah, uh, it's funny because even is he even in the third one? I can't yeah, remember. He dies at the beginning. Okay. He's the opening kill. But uh, it's funny because uh, in the last one we talked about like, yes, I got that on film. I always remember that. <laughs> was perfect i was rumored that but yeah uh see uh, in the original script cotton weary wasn't the killer but he showed up found out who the killer was and uh you in this movie there's kind of an ultimatum where uh billy loomis's mom is she has sid by the throat and she's basically saying like yeah like uh, cotton i can i can make you famous and so because that's kind of what he wants in this movie that's he wants like he wants sid needed to go with him onto a talk show so she can forgive him on you know, the air and then he can make money from book sales and shit like that so he's kind of he's kind of a scummy Exploiting guy it. yeah but uh i can see like oh i, but, would definitely I mean want how is he how Hold on. How is he doing anything different than Damien Eccles does? He takes 
a bad situation, he's at least kind of monetizing it, his notoriety, right? Because mm-hmm. Damien Eccles has written books, has made appearances. He, I think he has like an art gallery now, and he he pitches his shitty art, and he de- and it's all because of who he is. I think he writes books on like witchcraft or something. Don't call his art shitty. Yeah, he's like a Wiccan or something. The magic with a K. But I mean, Cotton Weary, just like that, I don't think Damien Eccles is wrong. Like, dude, if I spent 20 years in prison or however long it was, it's like, dude, fucking get yours. Like, whatever you got to do, get yours. I would be. I, I I looked at it like maybe he's more interested in like having Sydney, uh, you know, uh, like come on TV with them so that like oh we could put it all behind us. People know that like oh yeah you it was a false you know you you didn't see me but you thought it was me. I forgive you, but yeah like we need to go on TV and I can finally put it all. I don't know to but, validate uh, it. No, I mean yeah. you were right the first time. It's just like at the end of the movie where like his first reaction to getting interviewed is it'll make one hell of a movie. Like, that's mm-hmm. not like, hey, I need to, like, go to a doctor. Or I need to go take a, you know, I'm not, no, I'm in trauma right now. It's, it's going to make a good movie. So, yeah, Dewey's uh, basically mad at Gail Weathers because she wrote him as, like, a bubbling idiot in her book. Uh, that he, like, oh, he reeked of, uh, you know, in uh, inexperience. And she, but, like, I would I would have came, saw Courtney Cox looking like that and been like, damn, I forgive her. So, refresh my memory. They were kind of a thing on, on the, on the. You know, they're on the verge of being a thing at the end of the first one. And then they went their separate ways after she read the book and they kind of rekindle and become a thing in this one. Is that how it is? Hell yeah. They were married in real life by this time, I think. Maybe. Yeah, I think they were. Uh, But I was going to mention, like, we were talking about Mrs. Loomis real quick. Uh, I mentioned, like, oh, yeah, they, they, she's only in one scene. I was misremembering it. But, like, I was thinking, like, yeah, that's really cheap when whodunits would do that. And then uh, I didn't even realize it, but that's totally like a fucking, you know, homage to the original Friday 13th where it's Jason's mom killing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which they mentioned multiple times in this movie. Is that the dude from American Pie? Oh, fun fact. Matthew Lillard has a cameo in this scene. He's somewhere in the background, apparently. <laughs> Fuck it. He died in the first one and he's in this one. It Could it also be sort of a homage? Like Psycho 2 did a similar thing, right? Bringing the family mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. Yep. Hi. Hi. I'll mention Matthew Lillard when he's on screen, if I remember, if I notice him. He's like, he's on the left side of the screen in the background. Matthew Lillard? Yeah, I just said that. Oh, wait, he makes like a Easter egg cameo? Yeah, he's a little cameo. And uh, apparently it's because uh, there's a line in the original where he says, yeah, you die, uh, everybody else dies, Sydney, but me and Billy live on. And that was like the reason they put him <laughs> a little shot in the background in this movie. Did I miss it then? No, it's it's coming up. Yeah, we got fucking Sarah Michelle right here. Buffy herself. I, I liked Buffy. And she refers to her boyfriend as Ted. And that would was actually. The wood? I would buff the wood. I would uh, fucking Buffy her. Uh, her uh, Buffy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot her last name. Buffy Summers. Uh, but, uh, yeah, fucking, uh, uh, she calls, she says, oh, it's my boyfriend, Brad. He sounds loaded. And, or, or, uh, Ted. And, uh, the reason, uh, they named the boyfriend Ted is because at the point they filmed this scene, the most recent episode of Buffy aired, and it was an episode where our boy fucking, uh, from, uh, I always forget his name, John Ritter. John Ritter was a guest star in the episode playing, uh, her, uh, her mom's new boyfriend who, uh, like, uh, seems really nice. And he's really like everybody, all of her friends are like, Oh, he's so nice. How can you not like him? But then behind closed doors, he's like sinister towards Buffy. 
And it's revealed that it's one of the Monster of the Week episodes, and it's revealed that he's a fucking uh, robot. Oh. Fucking robot. Robo-dad. He's a Ted. Well, that's pretty much a little reference that nobody would remember after the year it came out. Or the week. Oh, everybody remembers it, because that's a great episode. And she's watching Nosferatu. Buffy, Vampire Slayer. Isn't that cool how every hot bitch in these in the series is into horror movies? Like, chicks like that look like Sarah Michelle Gellar don't watch Nosferatu. They don't watch fucking... That's a lie, dude. What? That is a lie. Nose for that look like Sarah Michelle Geller and dress like Sarah Michelle Geller and yeah. are rich like Sarah Michelle Geller in this. They don't yes. watch that shit. They do not. Yes, they you do. don't know. Are you they producing don't. an A biography about every Sarah Michelle Geller looking girl? I'm generalizing, but yeah, I, I'm confident in saying that. Hell yeah. All generalizations are bullshit, which is a generalization in itself. Girls that look and dress and come from families like Sarah Michelle Geller, they maybe watch Saw. They maybe watch it. No, they like the conjuring. They like those jump scares. It's got to be modern. That that's the kind of person. Dude, I remember that, when I I felt. I remember when I was like you, dude. I remember that. I remember what, what, when I was just like you. I'm saying, listen <laughs> to me. I think the the she kind of seems like the kind of person that is put off by a movie that's older than ten years old, Mm-mm. right? Like they don't want to watch it because it's old because it came out in the nineties. Quit being a beta, Aaron. Nah, dude, chicks like this love the the fucking horror and sex and pizza, baby. Fun fact, though, she wasn't even watching Nosferatu. She was flipping through the channels, and she just stopped on Nosferatu. But look at that butt. That butt. Uh, One of the extras leaked the script to the internet, one of the first major film leaks ever. As a result, the script was almost entirely rewritten, with pages often being completed the day they were to be filmed. Uh, Security was uh, tightened, with everyone required to sign non-disclosure agreements, and uh, underwent many reshoots. The script was uh, reprinted on specialty paper to prevent photocopying, and was often destroyed after use. Additionally, Mickey, Timothy Oliphant, was killed by the two Ghostface in the original script. See, uh, the original script had uh, Jerry O'Connell as uh, as the uh, the killer, along with uh, the the girlfriend character, or... Uh, Sid's girlfriend, the, room, yeah. the roommate, and uh, originally O'Connell wasn't playing the boyfriend, so it wasn't like, oh, we're doing the boyfriend is the killer again. So he wasn't playing the boyfriend. Yeah. See, I think that's Audrey from uh, Vegas Vacation. I think she's really hot. Is that Selma Blair? No, it's not Selma Blair. I I read Selma Blair's in this scene in trivia. That's that's not Selma Blair. That's the oh. chick that played Audrey, and she was also one of the FBI agents in Big Mama's house. <laughs> okay, apparently. She, Apparently, Selma Blair has a cameo in a scene involving Sarah Michelle Gellar, and uh, they did that fucking lesbian kiss scene from the 90s movie, Fucking Cruel Intentions. That was pretty donk. Hell yeah. You ever jack off to that scene? I did. I never watched the movie. I tried. You ever watched Cruel Intentions? That was a fucking teen staple. What was that other one? Was it American Beauty? American Beauty. That's a totally different movie. No, I'm saying what was that one? Was that the one with the chick? That's the one with Thora Birch and Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I know. I I beat off to her when she got naked. Oh, dude, she's a not attractive. <laughs> she's not, but I was fucking young. Zach beat off to Thora Birch when she was in Monkey Trouble. <laughs> Thora Birch, uh, the the chick in the American Pie, American Beauty. She was she didn't look ugly in that movie. You're talking Mina Suvari. That's who you're talking about. Oh, ooh. yeah. Th- Thora Birch is the daughter. I don't remember. It's Mina been a Sa- while. But yeah, Mina Savari is the rose petal girl on the cover. That was a movie. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Did you know uh, fucking Christina Hendricks was the uh, the hand or the belly button on the, the fucking poster of that movie? Is it really, man? They should have went up and showed us the tits because she's got a rock and rack. Exactly. See, we live in a world where Christina Hendricks exists 
uh, in the same acting field where Bryce Dallas Howard exists. And uh, God, what's the fucking other one that gets most of the work? Uh, God, what is her fucking name? Tits McGee. I don't know. No, man. She played the fucking villain. She was in Crimson Peak, right? What's what's her fucking name? Hold on. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. But basically, you know, they're three redheads and uh, they can't, they have a hard time, like all fucking coexisting. When Christina Hendricks is the hottest one. I'd motorboat the fuck out of her. It's like she should just be in every one of these movies. Not uh, Jess- Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain is the one that gets all the work. Oh, yeah. And she's she's no Christina Hendricks, that's for sure. And I, we, I probably sound shallow because I'm not even talking about their acting skills here, but... I like all titties, so I'm fine with any of them. Uh, fucking Sarah Michelle Gellar did her own stunt here. She, she gets thrown off the balcony. Good for her. She landed on a trampoline by herself. Yeah, apparently she was used to doing Buffy where she doesn't do any of her own stunts. And uh, Wes Craven's like, oh, yeah, you're going to get thrown off the balcony. She's like, okay. Damn, actually, that's a pretty big fall. She fucking did that? Never the things I've done to you. This soundtrack's slamming. What if? The soundtrack's slamming. Oh, this, is, this is where he is. Oh, look at the left right there. Look, look at that. the left side of the screen coming up. I missed it. No, it's not yet. Left side of the screen. Like, really, He's got really blonde highlights. You'll see him hugging uh, the Jerry O'Connell character. Oh, really? Right there. Oh, there he is with the glasses. And they got him blurred out. Oh, that's that's really. Yeah, it's really. Who would catch that? Nobody. Apparently, he was uh, at a convention or something, and somebody came up to him. He told the story. He's like, you were in Scream 2. And he's like, no, I was in Scream 1. He's like, no, you're in Scream 2. You're in the, the party scene. He's like, you have too much time on your hands. <laughs> How are we, are we sure it's him though? Maybe he was just saying that regardless if he was right or wrong. No, nope, that's him. But but how, who confirmed this? He did. Mm. Look at those '90s shirts they're fucking wearing. See, look, he just said, uh, "Fucking the second, uh, uh, the original second fucking uh, Star Wars movie is a better movie because they were doing the sequel. Uh, plenty of sequels are better than the original." And he said, "No, it doesn't count because it's part of a trilogy." That's bullshit, Randy. That's bullshit. That makes no sense, yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's part of a trilogy, and it's pre-planned. It was pre-planned to be that way, but it wasn't. So we can't say that T2 is, like, not better than 3? Technically, it wasn't pre-planned to be a trilogy, so... Uh, so that's what he... So, so he was talking about it was pre-planned. That's the, that's the rule. But I don't even think the Star Wars one was. I think people just... Yeah. He, I he, think he says it was. Yeah, he just was flying by the seat of his pants, making it up as he went. 100% he was. Filling the they game. did mention T2 also in the scene, but he's like, no, man, the first Terminator is a uh, fucking, it's a classic. So I guess just saying that they like the first one uh, means that the second one isn't better. I think T1 and T2 were equally good movies. They're just different movies. Very different. I think T2's just the better movie. But you can't, re- it's hard to really compare them because they're different genres almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll take T2 as well, but. T1 almost feels like it could have been a canon movie. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Canon! Oh, see? Uh, fucking, uh, she just got thrown off the balcony, and who's there when she shows up? Fucking Billy's mom. And she says, oh, I gotta get running. I'm almost late. I got a deadline. See, they were setting it up. She was there. I see. Billy's mom was really fucking strong. Exactly. Would you have fucked Aunt Jackie? We didn't. You didn't give me an answer to that. I need to know. I didn't know you asked. Uh, no, probably not. I think she's fucking hilarious. I would have fucked her in this movie. She was so funny on Roseanne, man. I still hate that they took Roseanne off the the new iteration of the show. 
Yeah, what do you think of the Connors? It it's now just been reduced to a standard sitcom. I mean, it's watchable, but it's nothing special. It completely blends in with the crowd now, without Roseanne. You know, I I, I heard uh, the new season of Rick and Morty is has gone full fucking uh, uh, sitcom. Everything's reset after each episode. There's no more continuity. They ditched it. I never seen an episode of Rick and Morty in my life. I don't get why they do that. Just ditch continuity out of nowhere. I mean. Some of the some shows kind of are pseudo like that. Like I think shows like King of the Hill, they're episodic or whatever. But there's some kind of form of continuity, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like when uh, Buck when Bucky di- or so, who is it? Luann's boyfriend dies, right? Like stuff like that will stay. Mm-hmm. There, see, there's there's something uh, nice about shows like that though, in that you don't have to start from the beginning. You could just start from any episode. No, yeah, I like it 100. percent Why can't I think-, I think of Why can't I think of Luann's dead boyfriend, Buckley? Buckley. Yeah. Probably a hey. tribute to Jeff Buckley. What? Hey. 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 Oh, this scene. Uh, fucking, she's, uh, he says, uh, she, right here, watch. He said, my pleasure. He doesn't have the fucking voice changer. How do you say that? Not on the phone. Yeah, no, that always drove me fucking crazy too, man. <laughs> so do they have it built into the mask? Is that what they're supposed to imply? Probably, but they probably just didn't think about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of cheap because it doesn't. It just sounds like a real voice. It doesn't sound like a voice. We heard what it sounds like when you're in the flesh. Billy did it. It went like, "Guess how I'm gonna die." It doesn't yeah. sound anything like it. You see, you hear, you clearly heard Billy's voice mixed with it, right? And this movie, whenever they do that at the end, they just had the guy dub over it, so they they must have learned from that. Mm, yeah, it's weird. This this makes the fucking Screen Actors Guild sound really shitty. Check this out. Nev Campbell would shoot Party of Five on Mondays and Tuesdays during the day and spent Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on this movie. Most of which were right uh most of which were night shoots on Sundays. She would work all night until six AM, go home for fifteen minutes to shower all the fake blood off and immediately go into Party of Five, set to shoot all day, uh, all without sleeping. Like how how does that happen? Aren't there, like, laws against that shit? Probably, but, you know, a movie only lasts for, like, six weeks. Tops. Mm. That's a deep cut. Yeah, it does look like a deep cut. That's like uh, going to California deep cut. Oh, yeah. That's like uh, Octopus's Garden deep cut. (laughs) That's like a fucking pussy deep cut. I love to be (laughs) under the sea in an octopus's octopus's garden. garden. In the shade. That's a great song. Oh, look, she's high as fuck right here. And what's funny, though, is it's probably the least best song on the album. It really, it's really not a great song, but it's it's definitely the weakest on an overall really good Amazing album. song. Amazing. I think uh, I think it's one of those things where you don't know if it's good because it is really memorable because it's the Beatles, so weird. Dude, the Beatles were so stoned, they let Ringo sing a couple tunes. Like that, yeah. he was he was all on the ceiling while they were tripping on acid. They're like Ringo, come down. We need to film. You. We need to record your song. Hook his bell bottom. Hook his bell bottom. <laughs> Ringo, get the fuck down. He got the kickoff track on Sergeant Pepper, though. That's quite a cool honor, right? I just verbatim did a Bill Hicks routine, and he didn't even notice. No, I didn't notice. You're dead to me. You're fucking dead to him. George Harrison didn't get to sing as much as he probably should have. I mean, even though Here Comes the Sun is one of the Beatles signature songs, I would think, you know, Mm -hmm. I like George Harrison's solo career. I think it's really good. And it's kind of almost unspoken for sometimes, you know, unappreciated. Good. Never checked it out. 
It's good. It's good shit. Check this out. The fucking sorority babes uh, that uh, the girl that's married to Ellen DeGeneres is part of, their uh, sorority is called Omega Beta Zeta. That's what we need to start calling each other. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's the same as in Ghoulies. Hell yeah. Uh, their sorority house is actually the same use uh, as Miss Trenchable's mansion in Matilda. Hell yeah. Which is a great film. It is Omega Beta. We need to do that movie on Mac Zach, Matilda. <laughs> Don't call me Matilda, fucking Mega. Mega Beta. Like, uh, uh, what's that movie that uh, fucking Toby Hooper made? The fucking uh, Life Force with the, the chick Matilda uh, is the main character. She, she Her tits are out through the whole movie. Amazing. That's part about the movie. <laughs> Amazing tits. <gasps> the movie itself is... Uh, not quite what it could be, but that does As a kid, as a kid, I always thought that was the same girl from, uh, fucking, uh, the nurse from that movie we were just talking about. Fucking, uh, American Werewolf in, uh, London. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, okay. What'd you think of Jenny Agatha, who played fucking, uh, the adopted mom in fucking, uh, Child's Play 2? She was hot in that movie. Oh, that was her, wasn't it? Absolutely. Hell yes. I mentioned that while we were doing Child's Play 2. I was like, she was in fucking uh, American Werewolf in London, and she's hot as fuck. And you're like, I, I can't see her being hot. And I was like, fuck you. What a, but what an original take. Like that whole um, him. I don't know if he was hallucinating or if it was legit, but all his victims, you know, kind of haunting him and being in between live and dead. And that whole thing was kind of a trip. Mm-hmm. It was cool. And a really cool cool third act like him just literally literally an american werewolf in london like on the streets and piccadilly circus and stuff it was really cool because you don't really i don't think they ever do it like that i think in wolf movies they're kind of killed in isolation like one-on-one with the antagonist but you never see a werewolf just fucking with a million witnesses going nuts in traffic and stuff and getting cornered mm-hmm. it's cool i liked it i, I think i think i saw you gave it a nine i don't think i give it a nine but Oh, give it time. You will someday. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I just. I, but it was. A, it was a really, really good movie. My opinions are the definitive. I am objectively true in every opinion I ever state. Why doesn't Griffin Dunn get more work because of that movie? He was in like a handful of things. You know, oh, yeah. the, the the friend. Mm-hmm. Those effects were cool. Like when he first showed up, and he just got like the shreds out of his neck. That scene where they're watching the porno in the theater. And he's like almost like a puppet. He's like an animatronic at that point. It's funny. It's awesome. When it when it actually shows the porno, when uh, fucking the guy walks in, he goes, why, how could you do this? He's like, I don't know who you are. And he's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to her. She's like, I've never seen you before in my life. He's like, oh, sorry. And he just walks out. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I come every time I watch that movie on that scene. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's funny. But look at fucking uh, Sid. She's, uh, she's so fucking hot. I just want to uh, pop a nugget. Pop a nugget. Jerry O'Connell was also in, uh, I think, another 90s teen classic, Can't Hardly Wait. He played... Uh, Jerry O'Connell is also fucking hot. I would fuck him. He was... He was a fat kid. Represent. We were we were both fat kids. Take care, Miss Wallace. You fucking bitch. That guy, the fucking... The police chief, he looks like uh, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> he looks like he's naughty. Which is funny because Rudy Giuliani looks like Nosferatu. You ever, Hell you know, yeah. Rudy Giuliani, he's got those big horse teeth, right? Have you ever seen like the, the, the occasional chance that he opens his mouth wide enough to see the bottom teeth? No. Fucking horror show. Oh, <laughs> like Tom, like Tom York horror show. Hell yeah. Do yourself a favor and Google Rudy Giuliani's bottom teeth. I'm going to do it. You will come right now. You will come. Let's see. Here. See, here's, here she is again. Fucking Jackie. 
She's, she even has a short haircut like fucking Mrs. Voorhees. Maybe another uh, homage. Oh, yeah, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I never oh. understood how fucking people can't get these fixed that obviously have the money to get shit fixed. His top teeth are clearly veneers or dentures or something because they're perfect. They're proportionate and they're pearly white. And his bottom teeth, they look like they look like he's in the middle of a werewolf transformation or something. I'm pretty sure his jaw unhinges so he can swallow small children or something. Dude. That's why they look like that. See, look, he's got the camera there. Ew. Setting it up. Setting up that ending. Top Gun. Yeah, fucking uh, this scene uh, when he starts singing the Top Gun song. Um, this is like the most awkward scene I've ever, like, I've everything I've seen Jerry O'Connell in, I've never seen him this awkward in a scene is, is coming up when he's singing the song. He looks completely out of his element like he's embarrassed as fuck to be doing it, but apparently that was one of the scenes they made him do to audition for the role. So he, he looked that way and they were like, that's good. Who are these guys again? These, oh, they're like her bodyguard, right? Her protection. Yeah, the one bodyguard on the right has the fucking worst kill in the movie. What is it? By worst, I mean like the best kill, but like worst way to die. Is it? Is it when there's that car wreck and shit, probably? Hell yes. Yeah. Probably the goriest shot in the movie. I. It's funny. I, I used to love that scene, too, but I can't really remember all the nitty gritty details of it. I'm pretty sure... Does something get impaled through a windshield? That seems to always happen when there's car wrecks in these kind of movies. You'll see. We'll get your your reaction to seeing it. I think I love you. This is so cringe, man. Like, why would anybody do this? Look how fucking uncomfortable he looks throughout the scene. Jerry O'Connell? I guess it fits, though, because you would feel like an idiot doing it. Yeah. Oh, it works. God love you. The weather's so afraid of. He's a, see, he's a fucking stud. He's going to get that pussy tonight. This is what you do if you want to fuck the chicks. You sing I Think I Love You in front of people. I still I still don't think any of these guys look college-aged. Yeah, they look older. Maybe it's just uh, maybe it's just whenever I hit these age points, I still feel like a kid sometimes and I don't real, realize how old I'm getting, so I don't associate mm-hmm. with the people that are really my age, maybe. But... yeah. Like, like I bet you, yeah, if I looked at these guys like, oh, God, they don't look my age. And I look in the fucking mirror. I'm like, oh, God, I guess they do. It's like when you're in third grade, you always look up to the fourth graders as looking older. But then yeah. whenever you're in fifth grade, you look back at the fourth graders. You're like, is that what I look like? I looked that young just a couple years ago. Fucked up. It's it's pretty funny when you look back at old annuals and stuff and you see like uh, high school, you know, these people you're, you these people you remember in high school, like the way I remember them isn't the way that they actually were. And then I look at the. Because once again, I remember how I viewed myself. And so that's how I guess I saw everybody else. And you look back and everybody looks like they're 12. Mm-hmm. Riverman posted just photos from his wedding <clears throat> that he had. Uh, when did he get I married? I thought you were going to say Riverman posted cringe. No, he got married seven years ago and they, they reposted their wedding pictures. And he looked like a fucking, even seven years ago, looked like a baby beluga. Just like, just fucking just like a baby. Uh, I don't know. And everybody on socials was like, oh, my God, you know, to his wife, you look the exact same. But Todd looks so like a baby. And like, you guys are all saying low key that Todd is getting old as fuck and he looks old and he's aging. Yeah. yeah. So what what fucking uh, what strain of dankness had, did you smoke before we started, Mac? Hey, it's that a- chick that it's that chick that Donald Trump grabbed the pussy of, right? <laughs> is it? It is. 
yeah, it's the chick from E or E.T. or whatever the fuck is shit. Nancy O'Dell. That's Tori Spelling. Uh, in the first movie, uh, there's a scene where somebody asked it, oh, if this was a movie, who'd play you? She'd say, she said, uh, with my luck, it'd probably be Tori Spelling. So uh, for this for this movie, they got Tori Spelling to play her in the Stab movie. Which makes, well, yeah, she was like the made-for-TV movie thing, but these are actual theatrical movies. Stab. Yeah, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. They got Luke Wilson yeah. to play Billy. They got <laughs> Luke Wilson. Exactly. He's a stud. His career kind of went to shit, right? That's the way the cookie crumbles. Last movie I remember seeing him in is Idiocracy. Yeah, and then, oh, what else? I don't know, but he's in like, he does like TV. I think I saw him on some cable network fucking TV show. You know, the plot of Idiocracy is that he's uh, the most average intelligence guy in America, but then whenever he gets, you know, you know, uh, fucking uh, frozen or whatever and comes out later, he's the smartest guy because everybody else is like, uh, you know, de-evolved to just complete Idiocracy. Uh, so uh, people are like, they mention like, oh yeah, that's like uh, today. And I was, I'm always uh, sure to point out that like, no, because whenever they found out who the smartest guy alive was, they made him president. We would never do that. Or to uh, fucking uh, Alpha. But this scene, this scene was uh, the trailer. Remember that? The trailer for this movie? Yeah, where he's kind of listing off the shit. This was a great fucking trailer. It was just this scene cut to like basically things referencing what he's talking about. Yeah. And it made it. I was so stoked for this movie. It's almost like they wrote the scene in with the trailer in mind. Now see, it's also like the he's just that character in the movie. He was a fan favorite, which is why it was really ballsy coming up when they kill him off in the fucking part two. Well, he's the guy that all the film nerds are going to relate with. A lot of the geeks that are seeing the movie, yeah, for sure. And was that I was that always in the cards for them to kill him off? I wonder, or is that one of the changes? I don't know. It's possible. Uh, they, just oh, I I wonder if there was. I'm sorry to back. I wonder if there was talk of uh putting him in three and just making like he never died because they don't actually confirm it right there's no funeral or no one has a funeral in these fucking movies they just fucking die he is in part three but he's he's recorded in uh, oh a video yeah tape. the video that's <laughs> shitty i fucking hate that shit man yeah whatever hey did you guys see i don't know why the videotape made me think of this but when i think videotape i think oh someone's corresponding from prison that tweet that fucking bill cosby sent I, I I I post it, but Bill Cosby was basically getting on his soapbox about the whole George Floyd and racism thing. You got a cell phone in prison? <laughs> well, yeah, that comment was really really funny. But I think they rent out tablets to prisoners. But no, the funny well, yeah, part. Yeah, they get everything in prison, man. Well, especially someone like Bill Cosby. No, but the funny. Actually, if you have a phone, it's probably because someone snuck it in. No, not when you're in prison. You get that shit. If you're like doing, if you if you have good time, they give you shit. But that's not the funny part of it. Obviously, the funny part's obvious. It's like it's he's got morals on something. It's hilarious, right? Equal opportunity yeah, he, rapist. He's letting us know he's not racist, even though back in his day he used to always shit on them kids with the baggy pants and showing the uh, the underwears. Remember when he called Ozzy Osbourne a bad parent when the Osbournes was all the rage? That's still the funny. He went exactly. He got on a soapbox then too, saying he didn't condone how they you know, treated their kids and they were cussing around their kids and they were, you know, letting their kids go around smoking the weeds and all that stuff. And Cosby's a fucking beta. Yeah. Just to let everybody know how huge this movie was in its time, originally scheduled to open alongside Tomorrow Never Dies and Titanic, 
Both blockbusters shifted their dates as soon uh, so as not to be pitted against this movie. Titanic was like, we don't want to go up against that movie. We're going to uh, lose money. Yeah, you're right. I mean, who knows? It would have divided the audience a little bit, perhaps. Because this is a horror movie that appealed to teens. Even though it was R-rated. Mm-hmm. So maybe, who knows? Who knows how it would have been affected? Because kids were going to see Titanic. But it was a similar demographic because everybody was into these movies. It wasn't like... Um, I would say it was even more uh, genre expand, even more than something like Saw. Saw was really popular. I I think it reached more people than movies like that. Paranormal Activity, I think, reached everybody like Scream did. I feel like everybody was going to see the fucking Paranormal Activity movies in the first few when they were really hot. Uh, It didn't matter who you were. Those were literally like lowest common denominator movies, though. They they really were. They really were. I saw the second one in theaters, I think, and, and I remember it was like, at this stupid big event. It's like, you had to go opening night and I got dragged to it. And, uh, I, everybody in the audience was screaming at stupid shit, but people go to those movies because they want to scream. They want to like accentuate how scared they are. Like, like if they were at home, they probably wouldn't scream like that, but it's like, Hey, we're out in the open. Let's everybody's doing it. Let's just go nuts with it. Um, so Mac, let us know. Don't hold out on us. What, what strain of the dankage? Do you know? It's still the blueberry muffins, baby. Blueberry. Do you, you just like that one a lot, or is that just your go-to? Like, I know I like I that. Just, I just haven't used it all, baby. Hell yeah. You said you were going to stop for a while. Why? Look, he's high as fuck. Look, she's high, too. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, What? You said you were going to stop for a while. What made you do that? Did something happen? No. Trying to get a job, baby. Oh, you, you fucking, yeah. Are you, you get a new you, job. You still got one, though. You just quit. Get a new jobby. Haven't you? You've been talking about quitting and changing jobs for as long as I've known you. Yeah, dude. And I'm still st- doing that. I'm still working on it. That transition. Hey, it's, a, it's this, coming. The professor from Turtles 2 and the guy from Titanic. Hell Spe- yeah. Speaking of Titanic, this guy was in both movies and they were opening at the same time. Hell yeah. Because he's like that fucking bad guy that's working for Billy Zane, right? Billy Zane. We, me and Max saw him at a convention. Hell yeah, dude. Great. I I envy you. He's a cool dude. And his sister, who I would fuck. From uh, Freddy's Dead? Oh, yeah. They went to the same convention. That's cool. Billy Zane, he's a cool dude. Was she in anything else but except for Freddy's Dead? I don't know. They got those Zane eyebrows, though. Right? Those caterpillar eyebrows. She's in Zane. That's a joke from a Goosebumps episode of Night Living Dummy Part 3. Okay. I always like this scene, though. Sydney looks hot as fuck in this scene. And this fucking, this this garb she's got on. This soundtrack, man, doesn't fuck around and opens up with Scream by Silk the Shocker and Master P and it goes straight into Suburban Life by the Cottonmouth Kings. Hell yes. They don't let you catch a breath. Greatest song Cottonmouth Kings ever made. I couldn't breathe when it was on. It's Pumpkin Carver with the uh, fucking ICP. Pumpkin Carver, that be the hobby. So, Galvo, y'all collecting bodies. Dang song. Greatest bands ever. Is this you, the new Slipknot? You love ICP, right, uh, Aaron? Looks, like, looks more like Ghost. Uh, do I? No, I don't like ICP. Beta. Did you hear it in his voice? That means he does. No. Yeah, he's he's no. he's fucking fronting. He just, he just doesn't want to yeah, ruin it. Stop fronting. No. The podcast might sink. Oh, yeah. Fucking Sid. He sit on my face. Hey, you were talking about... Uh, looks like the Black Swan. 
What's up? You were talking about earlier that Pauly Shore will do commercial pitches on Cameo. Some people will. Some people they put exclusively in there. Like, no, I won't pitch any products. So don't ask. It's like, I'm not going to do that. But some people will do it. I wonder if Shaggy, Too Dope, and Violent J will do like shout outs like for BTM. <laughs> Hell yeah, Hell dude. Yeah. Fucking uh, our boy fucking Pauly Shore has been reduced to fucking selling uh, insurance over Cameo. We saw a commercial recently. That's so funny, man. I know that's so shitty. My ultimate fantasy as a kid was to be strapped up there like that guy, that mask on, and fucking sitting. He's just fucking me, force fucking me with where a fist did, and shit. Where did you share that link of the Polish Shore? By the way, I thought it was in our messages, but is it not? Josh James uh, shared that to us. Oh, okay, that's right. So maybe we should we should see how much he charges. Hey, you know what's funny though? Last I sent you these messages last night, but I was going through the YouTube analytics page and I. I always work off of the app on my phone and the app is restricted. Like you can't do certain things. You can't request shit be reviewed if you get like demonetized, but whatever. I went on the PC and did it for the first time in a long time. And I actually found where you can find copyrighted material. Like it'll, it'll generate uh duplicate videos. It'll show everybody, not everybody. Cause I found some, some stuff they missed, but it'll pick up on people that have reposted your videos basically. And yeah, there's like fucking people that are reposting our shit, man. I found one channel I that was that. I was one channel was just posting nothing but our shit. Like, are they monetizing it? Oh, I, I, well, I can't tell. If they're not, I just say fuck it. Maybe more people will see it. I can't tell that. But uh well, no, you don't want that because I don't think it's really a threat because they get so little views compared to us that no one's going to see their videos over ours anyway, like the algorithms. But you never know, like you kind of have to stand you can't let people do that. Uh, because if somebody did, well, one of them, this particular channel, they had a lot of hits on their problem child review that was ours. And so when, when you're sharing the space with two videos, like they, they might be getting exposure when your channel's not. Uh, and granted that guy was giving us credit. Like he was, you know, doing the captions up like, Oh, Riverman and Aaron are back and giving that or this and this and this and Zach and Aaron talk about this and like, okay, Mm. like, but you can't do that. And so I, I did have to request to have them pulled. Uh, and then there was a, there was one guy I shared with you, Mac. Uh, the what was his name? Uh, uh, Homeless Hector or whatever his fucking name was. He was actually pretty yeah, funny. He I watched that video. That's fucked up, dude. He's really a fucking homeless guy. <laughs> I watched him. He's like Donatelli. We have a Donatelli dude, fan. Yeah, man. Dude, his videos Holy are uh, his videos are mostly other people's content. Like he'll repost Joe Rogan videos. He reposted a couple of ours, uh, and then like he'll also kind of like throw in shitty blogs because he's like. A lot of homeless people that have a phone, you know, but they're homeless. And uh, and he's going to see this and he's going to know you're talking about. I don't give a flying fuck. He's uh, he, amazing. He's, he's a pretty fucking Omega, too. He's, he's pretty fun. Anyway, some uh, a few of the videos in between everybody else's content, he's posting these shitty like phone blog videos, right? That he's just doing on his phone. And he's talking about... Uh, in one of the newer videos, he's like, ah, yeah, man, I'm doing a giveaway. Like, I'm going to give you guys money. Like, he's literally got a big fucking thing of change, I think, where he's been saving up fucking handouts. He's like, if I can get to 500 subscribers. And uh, <laughs> and then, like, two videos later, wow, so uh, nobody's fucking subscribing, man. You guys must not want this money. <laughs> and he's like, fucking betas. He's like, so I guess I got to up the ante. And it's it's funny because he's clearly homeless because he's uh, the video I sent Mac, he's fucking sleeping in an abandoned building is what it looks like and it's just trash everywhere and i'm not making fun of homeless people this guy's funny and then like in the video i'm telling you where he's talking about the uh fucking promotion or getting to 500 subs he's like in a taco bell like places he can go and loiter right 
if he gets enough change to get a drink. And uh, and I'm thinking, like, why is anybody? Why do you? Want, why are people going to subscribe to you when all you're doing is posting other people's shit and then the occasional vlog video of you saying, "Hey, get me to 500 subs or a thousand subs." But he's kind of funny, man. Some of his videos, it kind of feels like I'm watching a man unravel and slowly lose his mind. So awesome. Donatelli used to fucking okay. post videos from his. Uh, he he lived in a uh, one of those uh, fucking storage what are shit storage uh, uh, storage. Units. Yeah, yeah. Who? Donatelli. He's amazing. Who's Donatelli? Uh, just go down the rabbit hole, baby. We can't we can't explain <laughs> with words. You just gotta experience it. Donatelli. So, uh, various titles were considered for the sequel as different at different points in the film's production, including "Scream Again," "Scream Louder," and "Scream." Colon, the sequel. It was shot under the title Scream, colon, the sequel. Okay. Uh, that's amazing. Good to know. This is a, we're getting to the fucking scene where the, one of the best characters, uh, favorite character, fan favorite dies. I remember after this movie came out, like, uh, I didn't see it yet, but like a kid in my school saw it and he just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. He's like, yeah, fuck you. And he kept saying it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the killer goes, you'll never be a leading guy. And he goes, fuck you. And he doesn't even realize how fucking true that was. That's fucking Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> the prophet. Uh, well, his leading mo- movie is like fucking the son of the mask. Malibu's most wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is streaming, by the way. I've never watched it. I refuse. It looks so dumb. He was uh, advertising that back when he did Jamie Kennedy experiment. I remember an episode where he was holding it. Like, uh, well, he was he was capitalizing on his 15 minutes where he had a show. Uh I actually liked his show. Yeah, I watched a handful of episodes. Hey, question. Who do you think holds more clout today? Matthew Lillard or him? Um, I have no idea. Any of them? Yeah. Do you remember uh, when in ni- the year was 1997 when it came out, but Skeet Ulrich and Jamie Kennedy both had cameos in As Good As It Gets. You ever see that? I've never seen that. Isn't uh, what's her name in that? Helen Hunt and Jack Nicholson. It's the romantic comedy or whatever. Oh, I was thinking. I was thinking of Can't Hardly Wait. Fuck no. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Totally different kind of movie, right? It's the one that Helen Hunt won the Oscar for, and I think Jack Nicholson might have too. It's a great movie. You want to know what I found out recently? Fucking related to Jennifer Love Hewitt. Fucking Will Friedle starred in a movie back in Trojan War. Ninety five. It was a movie where fucking the whole plot of the movie is Will Friedle of Boy Meets World fame trying to fuck her, trying to get a condom. He's trying to fuck her, and he's trying to find a condom so he can fuck Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. Amazing. I had to see it. Yeah, I saw that back in the day. They used to play like HBO and shit. Like, in, I watched it back in like ninety eight or like when this movie came out. I used to watch, I watched it on TV. At some point, though, Will fuck the condom. Just fuck her. Raw dog it, dude. Well, they had to be responsible in their message in the sex TV teen comedy. Exactly. I would uh, I would buy a fucking latex glove if nothing else. Fuck her through one of the fingers. Put a balloon. But yeah, here we go. Hey, bambino and abundante. This is a bandito and abundante. I always remember the fucking song player. Moby just comes out, starts dancing around with a fucking boombox. Hey, bambino and abundante. Why? Why does everybody have to get the upper hand? Whoever's in this fucking ghost face killer costume because they're not superhero human. They're just fucking people. Like, why can't they just pick on pick on the wrong guy? And you know what I mean? Sydney is the wrong guy. Yeah, I guess Sydney's the wrong guy. Yeah, don't fuck with her, baby. She keeps quailing that fucking uh, that plan. Look at that blood come. Yeah, 
It looks sticky icky. Well, I don't know. Like, like I think there's a scene in this movie, or is it three, where he's chasing both Gale and her, right? And that might be. Is that like the only time he's chasing more than one person? I don't know. I'm like, at what, what at what point can't you just go, hey, let's gang up on this fucker? Yeah, he's got a knife, but he's just got a knife. He's got a kniff. He's got a kniff. That was pretty shocking when that when I saw that. I was pretty uh, like, oh no, gutted. That. Pun intended. Mm-hmm. Oh, here, here's a fucking 500 IQ take. This is a long one, but I'm going to read it. It says, Eager to avoid problems with censorship that Scream had, director Wes Craven attempted to manipulate the MPAA by sending them a version of the film that had been edited to focus on and enhance the gore and violence present beyond what they actually wanted in the film, including reusing a clip of Omar Epps' uh, character being stabbed in the ear three times instead of only once in the final film, and an extended scene of Randy Meek's uh, death that showed his throat being slashed. Craven's reasoning was that the parts of the film they wished to keep would be more acceptable when viewed with the enhanced violence and go uh and so the MPAA would force them to remove footage that they already wanted to cut out anyway and that was a way to kind of get them to think like oh yeah we're bending over backwards for them but like really they were getting what they wanted in the movie the whole time and to his surprise the MPAA gave the movie an R rating the first time I think I've heard about filmmakers doing shit like that similar. Exactly. Uh, fucking, they did that. Uh, 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 Trey Parker and Matt Stone did that with all their movies. It's a famous story that they originally wanted to call it South Park Goes to Hell. But then the MPA were like, you can't use that in the title. And they were like, how about uh, South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut? They're like, oh, yeah, that'll work. And they're like, fucking idiots. Yeah. So, yeah, the whole time, they, they basically, the MPA, uh, Trey and Matt, basically, uh, they added the scene in uh, Team America where they're shitting on each other's chests during the sex scene, knowing that they would cut that out. They didn't want it in the movie anyway. But then whenever the uncut version came out, they went ahead and put it in the movie. The <laughs> I've still never seen Team America. I've never watched it. Uh, great film. Great film. Well, what are you doing, Mac? What's up? Why is, that, why fucking- is Cotton Weary... Hold on, why is Cotton Weary hanging around a college on campus? Is he their age? He seems to be older, but is he implied to be the same age? He's he's still trying to get Sydney to agree to go on a TV show with him. But is he supposed to be the same age or is he a little older? I don't know. He's an old he's older. He was okay. uh the guy who uh was seeing fucking the mom. Yeah, she uh accused him of killing her mom. And, I know uh, that, she, but what did they say his backstory on who he was to their family? Like, or was it just some rando guy she was fucking behind her dad's back? Yeah, I don't remember anything extra about. But Mac, you got any sex capade stories for us? I do not, baby. You're a liar, dude. You talking about fucking hey, five chicks a week? Come on, dish it. You know what's funny is you can go on Instagram. Do you have the real Ed Gale, Aaron, on Instagram? Is that the guy from Ninety Day Fiance? Who the fuck is that? The 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 midget dude who played like Chucky in Child's Play one, like you know the scenes where he's running and shit. Yeah, yeah. Let he's, me see. he's always on Instagram and he always asks people to join him, like Facetime him. We should do it. I should do it right now. Yeah, there's nothing to do. Is he is he offering right now? I mean, we can't just you know message him and be like, hey, will you do a Facetime just for us? Oh, he's offering me. All right. I, I thought you said he was, I thought you were gonna say he was offering like people to face fuck him. I was like, hell yeah. I yeah. What? I thought, no. I, I, thought I thought this was for a goal because we were asking you about a sex capade, then you started talking about him. Like, okay, so he wanted you to fuck him. I don't have one, baby. Lies. I hear Facetime. I automatically think somebody's talking about face fucking. Okay, okay. I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one. All right. So anyway, like a couple weeks ago, 
uh, I was talking to this woman on her porch, you know, and uh, we're out there smoking, drinking, and it's still daylight out. <laughs> we just, I start, we start kissing and stuff, and then like later on, she's like, "All right, we'll wait till later." So we wait till later. We go back outside. She pulls my pants down. It's on her porch, so like, there's cars driving by and stuff, and uh, shirts. You know, sucking me off, baby. Oh, yeah. Anyway, she she get up. I make her get up. And I said, what that pussy do? <laughs> anyway, no. But anyway, she... Uh, Let me find out. She started... She sat on me and we started fucking right there. You know what I'm saying? And anyway, I throw her up a little bit on her porch, like the the uh, the ledge. She got one of those ledges where you can put like pumpkins and shit. So it's like, it's cool. Anyway, I start fucking her doggy style. And... I, she's like there's people watching i didn't fucking care because i was in the moment you know when you're in the you're fucking prime you're like <laughs> like you don't fucking care you, you don't give a fuck nothing bothers you right now until you're fucking get, you're trying to fucking blow but anyway i'm like they're down the road i could see them there's they can't see us there's no way but there's like six people outside talking anyway i'm like i'm like i'm gonna come <laughs> And uh, I blow in her, but this oh. guy fucking across the street literally can see us. <laughs> fucking comes out of the blue, did not know he was there. I was pulling my pants up. He comes walking around, and he's looking at us, and I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, did you see that guy? And she's like, I wasn't talking. I didn't even see him. He came, he was hiding. He came out of after we were done and pulled our pants up. He came around to his truck, got in it, reversed just to turn, because he's across the street on the right side of us. So he reverses into the road and then comes our way just so he could like look up at us. And like five minutes later, he comes back. Dude, it was, I don't know. I think he was watching us, man. So, uh, you know what the lesson, the lesson I learned from this and the big takeaway is, is Mac lies and just when no means no, it just keep pressing because Mac has a story. <laughs> Fuck off, dude. Did, did he make, did you make that up? No, I swear to God. <laughs> so was this, a, was it daylight or at night? I'm sorry. Yeah, it was. It was, it was like. It was like eight. It was like seven thirty okay. eight. So I was thinking but it about was this. Still daylight out. You know how whenever you're 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 getting in the groove and it, you like you're, you're ramming it and your dick starts getting a little numb. So it, like, oh yeah, the, the, it's numbing up. So the, you're just pounding away. You ever think like maybe if I jack it a little bit to try to numb it up, I could just fuck her for like eight hours straight. Why would you want to do that? But then you, you start jacking off before, and then you accidentally come before you even start. Dude, I get really sweaty, so I have to I have to get it going. Exactly. But yeah, there are times when I last like two hours, though. There are days when I you know what, Mac, Mac, you're a coomer. You ever hear that meme being thrown around? You coomer. A Mimi Siku. He's a coomer. It's uh, it's somebody that's always fucking talking about sex, I guess. And uh, yeah, I, I I heard about it and it is described and it's true. Mac to a T. And I was like, we should start calling Mac Val Coomer. <laughs> Dang. I just spit out my pizza. Dang shit. Fuck. That's funny. It's all over my keyboard. Val Coomer. I, the part that I'm stuck on is you blew inside of her. Was she on birth control, man? Of course. Of course not. Okay. Is that a question you asked beforehand? Like, you already have all that stuff laid out? I, I think she was. Oh, my God. He thinks. No, I'm kidding. She was. <laughs> I think I'm going to get a visectomy. We should get visectomies, Mac. Uh, I'm good. We, we could fuck uh, women's and just come all up in there. I could swim in your stew. You could swim in my stew. Yeah, we can go to Arizona. But there's no, there's no spermies in there. Matt, can I ask you a personal question? And I'm just, I'm actually just interested. So you don't have to answer if you don't want to. 
But like the kiddos you have now, they're adorable, by the way. I mean, but were they were were they like were they planned? Were they condom breaks or was it like a birth control? But hey, just that one in a fucking thousand. I think Mac has that. I think Mac has that uh, what's super that? sperm. That- I have super sperm, so the pre cum fucking doesn't matter. He has that fetish. It's the uh, the fucking. Uh, the implant fetish, I think it's called, where you're just really you're f- into uh, you're into blowing in them that you get off on blowing in them the most. No, I just like making them look like Dewey. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Some women <laughs> see. You should have said, "I just want to make them walk like Dewey," so that people listening would get the reference. No, some women are have that kink of being bred, right? Like breed me, daddy. They just want they they love. Yeah, they, Aaron would know. Oh, dude, his fucking weirdos. No, to me, that's like the boner killer. If I was in the middle of something and in the thick of it, the woman's like, "Breed me, dad." I'm like, uh, whoa, what? No, like, oh, it, it makes you ask questions uh, like, "Hey, are you what? You're not no." <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, okay, no thanks. I gotta stop. In the safe words, Jurassic Park. Because you never know. It might be just like one of those kinks that they're doing in the moment, or maybe they are like fucking John Stamos on Law and Order. He had an episode where he was a serial fucking baby breeder he fucked he had like a thousand kids all over the country and he was obsessed with making babies and he had all these secret families That's fucked up yeah i'm like i have i don't fucking know it's like that movie with vince vaughn where he has all those kids oh yeah <laughs> uh but it's like i don't know if you're playing right now kind of like how most people are playing when they're doing like the daddy fucking talk like obviously they don't really want to fuck their dads i hope not uh but yeah they might be they might oh, be they that do. fucking psycho they might be that psycho that are really trying to collect your uh. sperm and have a baby and fucking get you Get you making payments, monthly installments. Are they are they alluding to like, oh yeah, you're my father, or is it like a, a pimp thing? Because he like the the hose always called the pimp's daddy. It's one and the same though. Why can't it be one and the same? Fuck me, daddy. Like the Star Wars. Hell yeah. Kind of like the Star Wars. I am your father. What? Darth Vader. But no, but seriously though, like I was just kind of curious about your experiences. Was it a condom situation? Because I'll tell you, in Oster, I'll get candid. I fucking hate condoms. I will not. I cannot use condoms. No, it was. Uh... Yeah, I didn't use condoms. They're fucking it was more of a the devil. It's because he's irresponsible. I mean, we know that. You just said you don't like to use condoms. So now I'm the devil. Oh no, Zach said that, <laughs> no, not me. Zach said that, not me. I said it. I said irresponsible. That's what Zach said. I said con. Yeah, I said no. You said I. I no. I said condoms. I said condoms are the devil. Oh, Jeez, okay. someone's on the defense. But you guys anyway, mixed up, crossed over there. So what? They were like birth control snafus or whatever. No, they were. Uh, I can't get pregnant. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. You've had some of those, haven't you? You know what, exactly what I'm talking about. And you know what? And if that was, oh, dude, look, if that was, I don't know. See, I'm not, uh, see, I'm the ultimate Omega. I forced them to get abortions but, if this but happened. Listen, <laughs> li- li- listen to me, though. Uh, this is going to be some loud ass mic footage. You would think Sorry. that was, it would be more rare than the amount of people that use that excuse. Like, really? You can't, you can't get pregnant? You really, you can't, t- you can't get pregnant? You can't get pregnant? Man. We're failing as a fucking species if all these fucking women can't get pregnant. Um, but yeah, I've heard about that too. So that happened three times. I can't get pregnant. Three times. You have three. Oh yeah, I have three kids. Oh, the third one. Uh, it was a pull out, baby. Oh, that's also. I forgot about that option too. You know, and that's. But the pre cum was like, you know what, dude? Fuck you, bro. <laughs> Did you pull out and then try to all oop it or something? I pulled out, <laughs> caught it, and just slammed it back in for a slam dunk. Oh yeah. Is that really what you did? And alley That's the ultimate exactly. fucking alpha move. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And they're like, ooh, daddy, it's so gooey. And you're like, oh, fuck. She's like, oh, yeah, daddy, ooh. I'm the Pillsbury ooh. dough maker. Oh, yeah, daddy, ooh, fuck it up. I'm the boy. There's that debate of pre-cum and if it has any semen in it or not. Some people say, yeah, there is semen in it. Some people say it doesn't. And you can never tell. Well, dude, no, because like when you get excited, you fucking cum a little bit. Your pants are wet. You know what I mean? That's it's the pre-cum. Like, That's what pre-cum yeah. is. And but, so, like, I mean, you're like, fuck, I gotta wipe this off before I put it in her well, because I'm some, not wearing a condom. Some people- <laughs> You don't wipe it off. That's the lube, baby. <laughs> you spit more on it. That, you well, lick it a little bit. Taste it. It's suppo oh, supposedly, no? some people yeah, say there's no- Oh, shit, look at those titties. Oh, he's gonna, be, great. He's gonna be touched Fuck. Hold on a minute. Mm, fuck, look at that ass. Oh, he had a hand on a titty for sure, dude. See, we're seeing footage. Who filmed this? Who's been walking around with the video camera? What a fuck. Look, he's got his hand on his, her titty still. Hell yeah. Yeah, we can see that. Yeah, I'm surprised. I, uh, I wonder if anybody, <laughs> I wonder if older people, when they saw this movie, put that together that fast. Like, hey, it's the only fuck with the video camera. But I didn't see it coming. I want that to be me. Well, no, nobody's thinking about it because, uh. Zach, for the footage of this, you need to have it cut to where it shows the hand up there and her looking down. And then, like, when it shows the face with the hand, it's got to be my face. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh shit, they're filming him now. Yeah. Anyway, so the, why why are you interested in my cum? Dude? I was just curious, man. <laughs> I was just curious on like, and it actually blew me away when you fucking said the whole like I can't get pregnant because uh, I don't know that was that was funny because it blew. Yeah, I guess that's a thing that gets said a lot. It's really funny. Is it, Aaron? I, I think it's a thing that's happened to you. Yeah. Hey, uh, Aaron's <laughs> an insult. Look, the, Aaron's the, an insult. The fucking, I bet the, that poster glows in the dark. <laughs> The 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 pre cum thing though it's funny though because like I guess guys that was the thing back in the day for like fucking like I don't know you, it's, it's fucking supposedly for girls the, back in the day that was their thing that was their excuse supposedly if you're if you're if you're pulling out you're supposed to really know how your dick works and when your pre cum happens usually but it doesn't work for guys like apparently you and me nah, where dude you don't want to pull out till the last minute you you know when the break is you're like oh, oh. it's like it turns you on to know that it's like a game like can i pull out in time you're like oh fuck so oh. was it like, was i'm gonna keep it in no fuck no i can't so your situation was it one of those like kind of half-baked pullouts where you kind of pulled out in the middle of it and got a little bit you know or did, were you successful Dude, for the most part, it looked like you were successful. Can I can I be candid with you guys? Can I be candid with you guys? Yeah. I find this whole discussion really cringy. Yeah, I don't know what's See, going on. I'm wondering why Aaron's like interested in this. Like, I feel like Aaron's coming on to me a little bit. <laughs> the fun fact is, I never like anytime me and Mac are in real life and he starts talking about sexcapades, I'm always just tuning out. I'm like, I don't want to hear this. But it, on the commentary, I've I've discovered that the the fans like it, so I'm I'm bearing with it. But I find this very cringy. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, Phil Donahue. Okay. Oh, by the way, this scene. Hey, you want to hear another fucking funny story that I yeah. have? I don't know if I've ever told Zach this, but. Let me let me say this real quick. All right, go for it. In this scene, those tits. coming up, there's this scene uh, where uh, obviously this is Mickey because earlier in the movie he was talking about T two oh, and uh, and uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's character said, "Oh, you have a hard on for Cameron." So in this scene, uh, when he throws uh, the chair at the uh, unbreakable glass, they're referencing when it happens in Aliens when Sigourney Weaver does it. So that this is kind of a oh it might be, this is kind of like letting you know that it might be that that kid. So go ahead, Matt. With your autism. Yeah, I want to hear that Max story. Look at her tits, dude. She's a little hard. She's excited about this chase. She's got a sister. Mm-hmm. Cut glass. But anyway, a long, not a long time ago, but I remember 
uh, Zach and his dad called me and he's like, Mac, he's like, you gotta come over. Uh, dad brought over a cool guitar and an amp. And I was like, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. And they were jamming. And at that time I was in the back of my car across the street from Joe's getting my dick rubbed. And he kept messaging me. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'll be there. But I was having a difficult, difficult time getting off because she just kept rubbing me the wrong way. So I was like trying to fucking, you know, work with it. But he, he like tried to call, dude, I was out there forever. I was out there till like two in the morning and he's like, well, what's taking you so long? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm down the road. I'm, I'll be right there. But I'm still trying to get my fucking, I'm trying to get my nut. And, uh, Try to get that nut. Oh, Dewey's dying again. I never got it. I was blue balled. I, I had, we yeah. had to stop because I was like, I gotta get there. He's waiting for me. We're gonna play some guitar. I gotta stop this. So my fucking nuts were hurting while I was playing the guitar. You're gonna have to fucking uh, just go on without my toxic testicle nectar for tonight, baby. I'm sorry. Pretty much. I can't, I can't get that nut. You're just not doing it good enough. Sorry. But my pants were soaked. You gotta make her think it's her fault. Like, yeah, you're just not good enough. Did you hear me? Did you hear me, Adrian? My pants were soaked. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were soaked. That's a call out. Bam. Fuck. Oh. Yeah, we just saw Dewey. We just saw Deputy Dewey die for the second time in the series because we thought he died in the first one, but he was okay. Will he be okay in this one? I don't know. Yeah, them tits. And now, is that, a, is that a recurring thing? Does that happen in the third and fourth one, too? Does he get fucked up continuously? Maybe. I can't remember. I don't remember. think so. I don't think he does in the third one. Been a while. Fucking, uh, who, who's the person in part three? The fucking, uh, from, uh, that old game show on MTV? Uh, oh, the, the love. Uh, Chris Hardwick? No, that's different. Uh, what? Chris Hardwick, the other girl, the girl in it. Oh, Jenny McCarthy, yeah. Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. She was huge for a while, and then by the time that movie came out, everybody was like, I fucking hate Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, she really was kind of timed up when that movie came out. Like, oh, it's kind of weird she's in this. It was kind of a year too late. And uh, Wouldn't have been better if uh, one of her bodyguards was the killer? Hell yes. Remember Jenny Mc when Jenny McCarthy came out, I think she was kind of the hot shit, and she was all these spreads and stuff like that, and she really was hot. But then she decided to kind of brand herself as like a tomboy, and I think she had like that Playboy cover where she's sitting on a toilet taking a shit, and I'm like, yeah, you're, you're killing it. Yeah, she's the funny girl. She's on the toilet. She's sexy, and she's taking a shit on her uh, on her thing. That's funny. It, huh? it don't work. It, it killed it. See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, hot woman shit. That doesn't bother me. In fact, I I would enjoy it if she shit on my chest. I'm into that. Uh, she, she got pimple on her chin. But the anti-vaxxing, you can't get past the anti-vaxxing. Driving me nuts. Oh, uh, well, I won't anti-vax. I will fucking bust a nut in her vagina. I never noticed Jerry O'Connell had those two scars on his lip. Yeah, I just noticed that, too. It's weird. You never notice that? It's like one of his defining things. I fucking... Yeah, he just wants to bite it. No, you know what? Because I haven't watched this movie since the grainy VHS days when that shit didn't show. I never noticed how big Jerry O'Connell's cock was, either. Until <laughs> you got that HD. Exactly. Until I got that 4K. Hell Yeah. See, uh, we're at the point in the movie where fucking his uh, his beta Zeta betas uh, brothers are coming because uh, he gave uh, Sydney his uh, necklace from his uh, fraternity bullshit. So now they're coming to like haze him, and uh, that's gonna link up to the end of the movie. Yeah, where they find him post hazed, post haste, post blazed. Fucking uh, a magical. I got one more trivia entry. I'll go ahead and read it. Let me find it. The first draft of the screenplay was uh, titled Scream Again, and it had three different killers. It had three killers. Derek, Jerry O'Connell, Haley, 
that was uh, Sydney's roommate, and Mrs. Loomis, Lori Metcalf. After they are killed, Cotton, Lee Schrader, uh, attempted to kill Sydney. So basically, there's a thing that comes up at the end of this movie where uh, Billy Loomis's mom has her by the throat, and she, she basically tries to plead with him, like, let me kill her. Uh, I'll get you everything you want, and I'll make you famous. And he, he, he sets her thinking about it. And, uh, yeah, he, he basically he brings up, like, oh, yeah, that, that Phil Donahue interview sounded really good right now, Sydney. And she goes, oh, I'll consider it done. And then he, he goes ahead and shoots uh, Loomis's mom. But originally, he was going to fucking side with Loomis's mom and kill her. And then she was going to kill him. And they were going to, the last shot was going to be pulling out of them laying next to each other dead. This was going to be the last series, uh, entry in the series. It's your favorite scene, man. Where do I know the guy that just, that the guy on the passenger side from? What else has he been in? Uh, not, uh, not sure, I but, uh, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, uh, the ending of the original script actually had like, uh, like a 20 page outline of what Scream 2 would be. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, a lot of, uh, all this was already, uh, thought of by the time Scream 2 was being made and yeah, that's why it was greenlit so quick and they made it so quick too. So is this the cool death that's coming up? The guy that just got thrown from the car? Hell yes. Or which guy? The guy that's still, I think, okay, here we go. You fucker! He's amazing. This is a great scene. See, I always like uh, Slasher. How could he not shoot before he got ran over? Yeah, why isn't he firing? Why isn't he shooting right now? It's a cop car. It's a cop car. Why is he not? Special cop car. Oh. It's it's all bulletproof glass. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. But yeah, uh, fucking, uh, this is, uh, we we talk about how, like, um, Scream came out and kind of made horror a big thing at the time. See, horror wasn't dead. But it was, uh, it was kind of, oh, that's it right there. And then the aftermath shot is great. Why would you not roll off that car? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. Dank. Grody. Yeah. See, I don't even think this would, uh, this is realistic because those, uh, those screens that are in the back of cop cars are pretty much like, I don't know how hard it is to kick them out. Uh, I've heard people say that this wouldn't happen. Like uh, the pipe wouldn't have impaled it. It would probably just the car probably would have bounced back before the the pipe would have impaled through it. Interesting. Hey, now in the f- the freaking third movie, man, was Roman supposed to be like uh, the their brother or half brother or a product of infidelity and like a half brother because the mom was a whore? What was his fucking deal again? Um, it was uh. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it, it was, was something just, like that. He was like some kind of, there was some relation. Oh, in part three. Yeah. She's like, he's a, yeah, a brother, half brother or something. But, but because of the infidelity, like she had a secret life, like a secret fan, you know, something like that. Or and maybe he was jealous because she had a kid, but she only, it was like the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing where it's like, Hey, uh, Maria Shriver, these are my real kids. But that Mexican fucking nanny, fuck that kid type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lee Schreiber actually like he disappeared off the face here too. The last thing I remember him seeing him in was that fucking shot for. Sh- oh, this is a great shot. Oh hell yeah. Oh hell yeah. Lee F. Schreiber gets a lot of work. What are you talking about? No, uh, Cotton Weary. Oh, that guy. Well, that's Lee F. Schreiber. That's him. Oh, I thought you said Lee. Yeah. No, Lee F. Schreiber. He he was on that Ray Donovan show that is still going on like eight seasons. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh well, the the last thing I remember seeing him in was that shot for shot remake of The Omen. Yeah, but I, Matt Aaron's never seen the Omen. What a beta! No, it's crazy. I have all of them. I would say Liv Shriver. I would say Liv Shriver is more bankable than he was when he did this. He's been all over the fucking place. Is his name pronounced Liv? I thought it was Liv, Leave or something. 
I thought it was Lee F. Schreiber. I, I always thought it was Lee F., I think, but who knows? See, I always love fucking uh, slasher movies where uh, this is a part of it, like uh, part four of Friday 13th where they gotta fucking walk over Jason. It's always like, fuck, like it's uh, creepy. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a good moment for suspense for sure. I was gonna mention that uh, we talk about how, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, the, the the horror movie wasn't dead and they were still happening, but the slasher movie was totally dead before this movie came out. Like, all the slasher movies were straight to video, and they were very, like, satirical in nature. Like, uh, the ice cream man, Dr. Giggles, the dentist. They were more like novelty type of killers. Uh, this was the first time, like, Scream was like, oh, yeah, we're taking it seriously again. And uh, it, it was the first time it, it did that in a while, and it did uh, really well. But then we had all the copycats, like I know what you did last summer, that were trying to bank on the same type of thing, and it wasn't nearly as menacing. The hook hand guy? Mm-hmm. I mean, that- every t- like, every once in a while, I go back and watch that, because it's like, oh, the cast, Sarah Michelle Geller, fucking uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. What are you waiting for, huh? Yeah, it's like, uh, I watch it, and then by the end of it, I'm like, this plot is nonsensical. Every you have time. Jack Black, right? Jack Black in the second one? He's in the second one, hell yeah. Jamaican dude. I haven't seen that second one. I think I saw it one time, and I think we might have rented it. Uh, fucking. I saw it in a theater. Yeah, it didn't have Brandy in it, right? Brandy. Brandy. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, uh, I was super excited for this movie, and uh, I really wanted to go see it in the theater. And I remember my mom was like, guess what's on the theater? I was like, what? She's like, well, you might not want to know because you can't go see it because uh, you got to be 18 to get in there. See, my mom didn't realize that as long as she took me, I could get in. And, uh, yeah, my mom and dad went and saw it. They had to tell me about it. And I, I remember, like, like years later, uh, like, her and me found out around the same time that, like, oh, no, all she has to do is uh, pay your way in. Like, I was like, oh, no shit. And then I was watching them all the time. Yeah, it's dog shit. Uh, Brandy hasn't really been seen. I remember she killed somebody in, in vehicle. Well, she ultimately didn't get charged with vehicular manslaughter, but they were trying to get her for vehicular manslaughter, but they ruined her career. Yeah. 2006 or 2007. She just never came back from it. And who knows? Maybe she went to a fucking depression from it. Actually, Marsha Gay Harden, who's in this movie, right? Portia de Rossi, the other one, Marsha mm-hmm. Gay Harden. She, same thing. Uh, fucking probably 10, 15 years ago. She legit ran over somebody and killed them. Total fucking, hey, my bad. And she never bounced back from it. Let me see what hers. Is that what she said after? She was like, hey, my bad. Probably. That's what I would have said. Let me see. Marsha Gay Harden. SUV. Wait, hold on. SVU. Hold on. Marsha Gay Harden. Oh, not Marsha Gay. Marsha Gay Harden's the fucking chick from Flubber. Uh, What's the Marsha Gay Hart? What's her name? Fuck. Something like that. I'm slandering the wrong actress here. Fucking uh, vehicle, vehicular manslaughter. It's uh, one of the most common forms of death. That's why uh, fucking 30 years from now, robots are going to be driving cars and they won't even trust us to do it anymore. I have to fucking get her name right. So I'm looking up a movie that she's been in. Uh, she was in Nothing to Lose with Martin Lawrence. Oh, yeah. He had plenty to lose. We haven't seen him in a movie in a long time. Yeah, huh? Bad Cops 3. Until recently, yeah. No, that bad, that bad, yeah, that brought him back, yeah, right? I mean, <laughs> no, man, it's just, it's one of those franchises. It's kind of like, uh, there's been talks about finally, finally doing another Lethal Weapon. Th- that brings Danny Glover. It's, it's like they're lucky that they got on board with a movie that ended up being a franchise, uh, where Mel Gibson became a much bigger star. But I think at the time, 
Mel Gibson was probably, you know, more or less maybe the same as someone like Danny Glover. I mean, he's in he's in Jumanji too. He's in a lot of movies, yeah, he's but he's not a like a leading. Yeah. But he's not a leading man. He's a he's a total. He's still dank though. Jumanji two should have happened. Jumanji two is shit. That movie sucks. I've never seen it yet. Did you say Jumanji? Is that like the Jewish version of Jumanji? Mm-hmm. Jumanji. <laughs> Jumanji. Rebecca Rebecca Gayhart. Jumanji. That's her fucking name. Rebecca Gayhart. Let me see. He's got a gay heart. Uh, since two thousand four to present, uh, where the fuck did she kill somebody? Um, How do they know that her heart is gay? Did they ask? She was, in, <laughs> she was in Jawbreaker with. We talked about that Marilyn Manson pounding fucking uh, what's her face from the first movie. Is 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 she the one that was in like those uh, Aerosmith music videos? That was Alicia Silverstone. Oh, nothing like the, the name. No, Rebecca Gayhart, uh, car accidents. Here we go. Let's see. Oh, oh, fuck. She killed a child. Was she drunk driving? That Let me see. fun. Rebecca Gayhart finally discusses car accident that killed a child and made her want to die. Oh, well, it's good she's making it about herself and doing like a spread. Oh, yeah. Uh, for almost 20 years, Rebecca Gayhart said she talked to almost no one about her tragic car accident that killed a nine-year-old boy. You might as well make it about yourself. You're the one that has to continue to live. Well, I guess I could get off easy. I don't want to. Maybe that was a not a good comment to make. This was almost twenty years after the incident, so I guess she's let time pass. Well, mine um, was even worse because I I, I was joking and, and said something mean. But how did it happen? Oh, how, there's a section. How did it happen? It says here, uh, Gayhart said she was driving when the car in front of her hit the brakes. She went around it, though she knows she shouldn't have. Uh, if a, well, that's always the reaction though. Like whenever you're almost in a car wreck, it's. It's for me. It's not to slam on my brakes. It's to swerve, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, which is interesting to me. If Do you guys co- ever get road rage? Um, no, not really. I never do. Like anybody cuts me off, I never give a fuck. I remember I was driving with a friend one time. They got super fucking mad that somebody cut me off. They just look at me, and I'm just sitting there like. So define road rage. Is it actually getting physical with the vehicle you're driving, or do you consider just cussing at, in your own private? cabin uh, uh, road rage because I've done that I've gotten frustrated with traffic and I've just been kind of cussing in my car but I've, I'm not like fucking speeding and driving reckless and flipping people off right I'm not doing all that yeah I've never gotten fucking angry it's just like yeah we're fucking we're, we're humans we're stupid uh, we're terrible at driving we're gonna make mistakes but to be fair though like I think you seem to live in a small town when you live in a bigger city and you have the traffic of a bigger city and like the interstates and the kind of commuting you have to do, it's a different beast. Cause I never got, I never had certain frustrations when I lived in Springfield, Missouri, right? Not even the same ballpark. And in and, and your town's probably even smaller than Springfield, Missouri, but it's a different ballpark. Let me see. She says, if a car in front of you hits their brakes and they stop, you don't go around them to avoid hitting them. You hit them because there's a reason they're stopping. Uh, she said, I couldn't see that reason, but that is something that everyone should know. Oh, so the car in front of him slammed on the brakes because there was a kid in front and she went around him and hit the kid. Like, fuck you, I'll finish the job, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah. Genius. I mean, I feel bad for situations like that because that's just, it, it could happen to anybody, you know? Mm-hmm. That's too bad. All right, so big character killer reveal. Have, have they? Timothy Elephant. Great actor. He was in the greatest fucking uh, Die Hard movie. Yeah, the worst. It wasn't the worst. No, I the last the last one was the worst. <laughs> that last one was ridiculous. 
I can't believe there's 23 minutes left at this point in the movie. Like, what else happens? It's, uh, yeah, a lot of things have, there's a big uh, exchange here. Like a 20-minute exchange? Well, there's also credits. Uh, I want to start reading some questions, because we've got a handful here. Uh, Fuck that. I gotta read a couple, man. I'm glad I'm somebody... gotta ruin the ending of the movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I'll stop. Go ahead, better. talk. Talk. Poor Derek. Talk. Break it down. What's happening right now with Mickey? Tell us all about it. What is his motive? Is his motive just to be a copycat? Is that clearly his motive? That's it? His motive is he's doing this. He's the only guy. He says it here. He's like, nobody's ever done this and blamed the movies. I'm going to blame the movies. I think I'll get away with it. But people do that all the time. All the, all the, people blame. The Christian coalitions are going to have a field day with it. You mean like people usually blame music? <laughs> Is he saying no one's actually blamed movies? I think people blame violence in movies and television and media all the time for the shit. Yeah, but it's always stupid people like on the news doing it. He's saying he's actually going to use it as his motivation. Oh, okay. Interesting. It's basically, they're basically shitting on the media that does that. There's, it's no coincidence that they put that in a slasher movie. Like, oh yeah, we're going to have the killer say exactly what they tell us <laughs> that we're going to do with these movies. It'll be funny. We're gonna we're gonna beat him to it, yeah. No, that's interesting. It's it's pretty cool. And how did he meet up with Billy Loomis's mother again? I know they go into it, but I can't really hear it. Did they? Was it a pen pal situation? How did he? He says they were they were on a psycho killer message board or something like that, and they got to talking. That's how that's all they say. Like something fucking weird. <laughs> psycho killer message board. Psycho killer message boards. Is that what the website was called? I would go there. Apparently that real life uh, thing where the guy found somebody on the internet to eat him, he had a fetish of being eaten. Like they want, he wanted somebody to uh, fry up his dick and eat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they met on a message board. Yeah, that they was, did. No, was, I was it a message board or was it like a, uh, a newspaper ad? I think it was a message board. Okay, well, it doesn't really matter. Uh, what matters is the end game. They were both down for it, man. And he wanted the. I think it was like he had his. He had his request, like, I'll do it on the condition that, you know, I'm still awake and I get to eat my penis with you. Mm-hmm. And he, like, just allowed himself to bleed out or whatever. Fucked up, man. Really fucked How does that exchange happen when you when you knock on that guy's door? Like, hi. Like, it, is it the same way you talk to somebody if you're there to buy, like, a phone? I'll go sharpen the knife. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, you're there, like, the same, you're, you're there to buy a fucking lawnmower or something. Here, have a seat. Is that Wolverine? Apparently part of the stipulation, too, was they had to film it, so that uh, that video exists somewhere of them cutting off his dick, frying it, and eating it together. Did he invite him in, tell him to have a seat? Did he ask him if he wanted anything to drink? Like, was there, like, an interview process? I think they made a movie based on it, too, called Grim Love or something. I don't know. All I know is Rammstein wrote that song, Mein Teil, about it. Rammstein? Rammstein. Rim job, rim stain, rim stain. Like, Am I like, getting what, a rim what job? Is it, what, what does he say when he? What, what didn't see that coming? Did you? Didn't He's like Billy's mother off Twitch, huh? Did she come? Did you? <laughs> off Twitch, huh? See, I would fuck her. Nah, dude, she's flat as a board. Who gives a fuck? You're such a beta, Aaron. You're flat as a board, stiff as a board, bro. So now, hold on. Does she actually just kill Mickey? Saying, "Oh, you fucking pawn." Fuck yeah, she does kill him. We haven't seen what, them, what? seen her kill him and yet. Billy, and her whole motive is that she killed Billy. Uh, yeah. You killed my son. So it is. It's a total fucking uh, homage to uh, Friday the 13th. And this is gonna rock. 
See, I was saying before, like, it felt really cheap. Anytime you see a whodunit where, like, uh, fucking, uh, it's somebody that you couldn't have guessed throughout the movie, I always thought it seemed really cheap. But I didn't even think about it. Like, the, the fucking default suggest, like, quiz essential fucking, uh, you know, instance of that is the original Friday 13th. Because Betsy Palmer doesn't show up till the scene where they reveal she's the killer. And Betsy Palmer even brought that up while they were filming it. They're like, should we like establish my character in earlier scenes? And they were like, oh, no, no one will care. <laughs> they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I think Friday the 13th, the first one's overrated. I don't think it's. Fuck you. I think Sleepaway Camp does it better. The whole. I don't even think it's overrated. I think people pretty much rate it where where it should be. Yeah, maybe you're right. Like, yeah, it started it. People people hate it because, oh, it don't have Jason in it, though. Yeah, I guess you're right. You killed my son. Isn't it funny that all these people, like, she was just a housewife, that she was capable of, like, this sinister plan and doing all this? I mean, I know she had about oh, Mickey's yeah. help, but I don't know. If, if this was, like, my grandmother, she wouldn't be able to pull this off. You know what I just thought of when he said Mickey? I thought of Mickey Kalon, the Mickey K-Line. The baseball player that Arnold from Hey Arnold helps, uh, you know, ditch his stage fright and be able to hit the the winning ball at the end of that episode. Yeah, I never watched that show. <laughs> and I'm only thinking about it because I recently watched the fucking Hey Arnold movie for the first time. Never watched it as a kid. I never, uh, never watched. Did you guys watch that Rocco movie they put on Netflix this past year? Rocco's Modern Life? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We we, we, yeah. we talked about it before on the, on the podcast. Uh, I can't remember. That's what it seemed like watching the Hey Arnold one, even though it came out like three years after the original show aired, but like, uh, or after it ended, but it, it still felt like it was like a revival thing. Well, the Rocco was extremely woke, right? Woke. It's woke. Yeah, you say that every time, but I, I, I bring it up that like, oh yeah, that, that, that actually happens in the, in the frogs. They actually do that. So I thought it was clever. No, it's, it's, it's clever too. I mean. And uh, the whole show was about uh, modern life, so it may, I, I saw it coming, pretty much. Saw it coming. You took my son. Who actually fucking kills her? What? Oh, Gail does. She comes back. Oh, yes. Just do it. He's a good boy. See, what would you do? Yeah, that's right. She abandoned him. Oh, yeah. What a fucking whore. Exactly. As you do. See, if I found out I had a kid, I would be gone. <laughs> Like, you're not going to fucking ruin my life, you little shit. Especially not some fucking uh, wuss named Skeet. Fucking Skeet. <laughs> Cousin Skeet. People, do people realize the context of that? My little brother named Skeet. Exactly. Here's Johnny. Hey, Mac, is that good with your kids when you guys get together? Hell no. Or is he like... Fuck them kids. I don't even talk to him. I ever, if I ever bring him over, I mean, he, they hang out with him. Like, uh, you should see me with my niece and nephew. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm always spanking them. <laughs> Beating the fuck out of them. Grounding them. I love, it's my pleasure. <laughs> It'll be my pleasure. To hear a small child cry is like the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah, he takes candy from them. Exactly. All right, I'm going to read some comments. I'm going to do it. You do that, Beta. Somebody commented on one of our old retro videos, which I'm glad some people are commenting on that stuff. And I keep saying, I hope... I hope it's not lost on anybody that those are old episodes, like from fucking years and years and years ago. That's why there's like a dip in the quality, the audio quality. It was basically us cutting our teeth. But uh, anyway, on the talking action flicks of Corey G, 
Oliver Klozoff says, finally, the infamous Corey G guy comes off as a weirdo. You could see why Zach would model his entire persona off of him, though. Exactly. <laughs> and then Witch King also commented, this is my first time hearing the real Corey G. You're not impressed, are you? Uh, see, uh, fucking, I, I, I try to make it a point to not do the Corey G thing anymore. Like, I did the Scream 1 commentary, kind of not doing it the whole episode, except for, like, two parts. I kind of went into it. Yeah, it's really I, not. It's it's you're not even really like Corey G. It's it's your own thing. It's like when bands do that shit. Like, hey, we're gonna try and make uh, an album that sounds like this band, and it fucking doesn't sound anything like them. Have I been talking like him on this episode? I don't even no, remember. No, no, you don't sound anything like him really. Uh, maybe in your Mark Four Zach days, but even then, you didn't sound exactly like him. But oh yeah, it's pretty evident when you're trying to do the impression and when you're not. Uh, what else we got here? The fanatic commentary, Daniel Pereira. He says, Aaron is a Chad. How could I make fun of him? Aaron should teach Zach to gain weight. That's the only way to make Zach stop looking like a wimpy. He totally misspelled Chud. (laughs) Aaron is a fucking Chud. I think you put that in there. Oh, is he the one that made that comment that he didn't realize that he thought Mac was Zach and Zach was Mac and he didn't realize that you were such a dweeb? You look like he got oh, picked yeah. on and shoved in lockers. He made that comment or something. Oh, yeah. That, that's funny. Uh, he has to be talking about Mac. Mac looks like he got picked on and shoved in lockers. <laughs> Definitely not. No, oh, Mac's got a face tattoo. He didn't have it as a fucking kid. <laughs> I did, bro. Came out of the vag with one. Yeah, I think this uh, this ending's pretty satisfying. The way it plays out. Um, we actually got a couple of comments by Nick Ulmer on an old Walking Dead podcast. Man, I'm shocked anybody's listened to an old Walking Dead podcast from six years ago kind of a shock but he says i'm a big carl grimes fan he also says father gabe is also the doctor from teen wolf um carl that grimes. reminds me uh the the latest uh uh fucking uh retro or uh btm classic episode i was uh, fucking i was triggered listening to it i was cringing because what? you and fucking Riverman revealed that like you know what i hate i hate when these blu-rays they're shot in a wider aspect ratio and they don't fit my widescreen TV, there's black bars. Why don't they just zoom in? Why not just get rid of some of the pictures so that it fits my TV? I was like, you Riff. fucking idiot. I almost Riff. called the episode <laughs> Riverman, Riverman and Delush don't understand uh, fucking, uh, they don't understand aspect ratios because I, I mean, get the final say. I get to name it. That's all. <laughs> That's old. <laughs> so you're basically arguing for exactly why we hate fucking the Roseanne episodes on stream. And I don't even remember that. And to be fair, though, that was before the big uh, renaissance of all these streaming services and where they were doing it. So we never really saw it. I never really saw it to experience it. So I was probably just talking out of my ass like a what if thing. But yeah, I don't know. I don't even fucking remember that. But betas. Sorry. Alpha betas, betas. All right. On. um. Got a whole slew of comments on the Scream. We're going to talk Scream for a while. The Scream commentary we did last week. We have Sinny. Sinny comments. I genuinely enjoyed your... Oh, wait. That's a fucking spam content, I think. I think it is. Anybody that compliments us as much, I don't think you're for real. But if you are for real, you said you enjoyed it and you and you, uh, no, you subscribed. But I think you're a bot. Uh, with- they smashed the subscribe button. <laughs> you smashed it? They smashed uh, They fucked the shit out of it. Witch King, he says, I remember my dad got Shanghai Knights instead of the Street Fighter anime movie one time, lol. <laughs> what? How do you make that fuck up? See, I think it, like, I think with Max. Shanghai Knights is dope. 
I think with Max, it was basically his mom knew, like, oh, yeah, this isn't Mortal Kombat, but I think I could tell. He's a young little fuck that I could tell is Mortal Kombat. <laughs> he might fall for it. But Mac was smarter than she thought. Nah, she's a blonde. I mean, I mean, Shanghai Nights, that's that fucking Jackie Chan Owen Wilson, that's right? That's a dope-ass movie, baby. Uno Mas? How do you mistake that for the Street Fighter anime? They, Jackie Chan was on the cover with Owen Wilson. They look like fucking Street Fighters, baby. They are in par in quality. It's Ken and Fei Long. <laughs> All right, Chris, Chris Risey CR, I think that's how you pronounce it. Correct me if I'm wrong on it. He says, thanks for reading my comment during the video. My name is Chris Risey. My last name is pronounced. Oh, sorry. Ridzy. He actually says it. Sorry. Uh, so Chris Ridzy, how can I contribute to your commentaries? I live in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Well, Chris, um, you can keep commenting like you do. You can leave feedback. We're always going to read that stuff. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah I mean, some movies to do, baby. Yeah, throw some suggestions of shit you want us to do, and we'll uh, definitely consider it and add it to the pile. And, uh, you know, it's a good segue into saying, I mean, if you fancy yourself a podcaster or you're interested in it, feel free to do up a pilot episode of a a pitch of a podcast you want, or or give us a pitch and send it to the email, revivalhousenetwork at gmail.com, and, you know, we'll check it out and see if it's something maybe we'd want to include on the network. And that goes for anybody out there, right? If you have a unique pitch... You know, it can be commentaries, but obviously we got commentaries covered with a couple of shows. So, but if you have unique ideas, let us know. It's it's fine. Uh, if you guys want to cover genres that we don't cover, that's even better. I think we should have somebody do an actual ongoing game podcast, like dedicated. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, Chris, uh, what else did he? Say? Oh, so thank you. No, moving on, Carlos Arjan. Arjan, he has a good idea. He says, so I've been gone a while, a new job and all, but I'm glad to see y'all still going strong and also was wondering if you guys could do a cyborg exploitation. <sighs> Robocop, right Robocop head. 2, Terminator and Terminator 2. Uh, also great commentary as always, guys. A good way to pass the time. I think it's a good idea. We've talked about doing that exploitation before and uh, I don't know. I'm shocked we've never done T1 or T2 or Robocop or Robocop 2. So that's a month oh, yeah. in itself. It really is. People like RoboCop 2. I've always thought RoboCop 2. I've always thought RoboCop the original is the only good RoboCop movie. I agree, but I do appreciate that he trimmed off the shittiest ones of the franchises. You know, so maybe I need to watch RoboCop 2 again. Maybe I'll like it now. I think it's streaming. I think 2 and 3 are now streaming on Prime or something. I kind of thought about giving them a watch, too. Oh, hell yeah. Dewey's still alive. Uh, Chris, Chris. uh, Look at him, though. He looks like he just got out of another ladder's tables chair match. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy. Chris Rizzi comments again. He says he would be totally fine with us prank calling him. Remember, he gave us the number. Hell yes. I mean, if you guys want to do that at any point, we can. But yeah, he says he has a mind, so maybe you'll get that soon. Uh, let's see. Uh, see, we, we kind of like to stay away from pe- prank calling people we know. On the last episode, we started it with a, a prank call, and that went south. <laughs> After we hung up, we were like, there was a big part where we're like, was she mad? She's <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on? He said a bad word, too, that you're not supposed to be saying right now during this time, this sensitive time in our nation's time of uh, healing. Who? Who did? Remember? He said that. He said the N-bomb. Oh, yeah. Uh, he can say it. He's probably black. He didn't say the the hard R, though. <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. Okay. <laughs> so it's okay. It's okay. Uh, our buddy, Josh. See, this is a, the, the, hey, this is a pretty satisfying ending, I think. Make a hell of a movie. It'll make a hell of a movie. And then it plays the greatest fucking song ever recorded. Let's Trevor shall rise. She said. 
Amazing. Look at that, how shitty that looks. It looks the same way that when they change that camera, it looks all grainy. They do that in Die Hard. So choppy. Yeah, Die Hard does that too. It's almost like they're zoomed in really far and it's uh, going to reveal to be a camera shot, a helicopter shot. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How do you know that? How do you do that? Another alternate ending was that uh, whenever it shows the tower there, there was going to be another killer standing there and it was going to like hint that there was a third one. And we weren't going to find out who it was till three. Damn, that would have been dope. That's kind of cool. So anyway, uh, uh, Josh James, Josh James of the R-rated horror commentary, our good, ba- good pal. He says, please tell me you guys didn't use my name in those prank calls because we bleeped it out. Joshua. Beep. Yeah, see, that would have been funny. Uh, I should have just said, uh, my name's Aaron Lipscomb. Because Aaron's done that to me before. He's made uh, prank calls and said his name was Zach. Like a beta. That's the almighty Omega prank. We called the Josh James's place of employment one time, and he got he got a little like upset. <laughs> like, you guys yeah. fucking call my boss? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, but uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. We spoke with his boss, uh, Will and Matt's excellent uh, podcast. He says great commentary. Would you believe this movie came out four days after I was born, and I haven't even seen Scream. Better fix that this December. Danny Elfman, baby. Well, what did it say? I missed it. What did Danny Elfman do? Didn't know he did music in here. Uh, he did one of the songs in the movie. I think it was the song while she's in the play, the the, the music playing during that scene. Gotcha. I, I find it really hard to believe that Will... Look at that. They do it too. They, they it fucking did it again. They did another fucking jump scare at the end of the movie. Cassandra area. But I can't believe uh, I can't believe Will's never seen Scream. I thought, how do you not see Scream? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Is this less than Jake? Did yes. they do a song? They, they covered I Think I Love You, right? Oh. Yeah, it's Less Than Jake. Yeah, they're on the soundtrack. You know what the greatest Less Than Jake song is? Fucking with Kel Mitchell. I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. Because we're all Maxwell. Maxwell Unash. Hopefully I said that right. It sounds like Unaga from Mortal Kombat. Maxwell Unash, he says... Scooby-Doo is my favorite television show of all time. It got me through everything. My parents' divorce, my divorce, my wife taking my kids away. I've based my entire life, politics, morals, ethics, ideology, and worldview off of Scooby-Doo. Whenever I you make a decision, I think, I think to myself, what would Scooby-Doo do? It's like, I've altered <laughs> my body physically. Hold on. I hate it when you guys interrupt these long comments. They're hard. I've altered my body physically to look like Scooby-Doo. I've painted my skin brown, sharpened my teeth, given extensive plastic surgery so my face looks like a great dane i hire prostitutes to dress up like scooby-doo's friends i force the hooker who dresses up as shaggy to scream zoinks every time i forcibly insert scooby snacks up for his ev's ass holy shit that's the greatest comment ever because at first it sounds serious and it slowly becomes more maniacal it's pretty fun that's amazing he, he should uh, get on fucking hbo max because they put every fucking version of scooby-doo the original series Fucking uh, the Hanna Barbera shit that's so funny man that's an awesome comment i don't think i i don't know if I, you've ever commented before so Keep it coming. He also commented as well. Uh, please do Irreversible. That movie is donk, he says. Also, that is one of my uh, go-tos for a future cinema anima. Okay, I've never seen it, so it'd be great. He says, also, Showgirls is Paul Verhoeven's best movie. You know what? I'm not going to be too hard on you because obviously we're not to believe the Scooby-Doo shit you just said. So I'm going to assume you're fucking with us when you say that's his best movie. It does have a big cult following. People like it because they think it's so bad, I've heard. But... Even if it had the outlying fans, dude, how could anybody say it's better than his best work? Give me a fucking break. Fucking that sex scene alone. I respect your opinion, though, Maxwell. 
Scream a commentary as well. Adrian Mendoza, he says a movie recommendation, Cruising. So uh, I think we have to do that eventually. I think that's come up quite a few times. You should ask him if he wants it done as a commentary or a cinema anima. Because uh, it was on my cinema anima list. Yeah, man. Uh, let us know. Do you prefer a commentary or a cinema anima? A cinema anima usually entails, like, it means we're probably going to pay a little bit more attention to the flick itself and stay on topic a little more. Uh, Adrian Mendoza. No, sorry. That's a cinema anima. Scream. Capperfield. David Capper says... This session was prime example of a very era-centered commentary. Everyone was super into the film, had interesting facts about the cast, props, promotion, and production, and even the tangential discussion uh, were about 90s-era topics like trends, music, games, and media, with everyone sharing their own unique memories and perspectives, making for a good nostalgic mood all around. Good work. He says, uh, parentheses, I also liked how the current political protesting riot situations across America didn't dominate the commentary. Not to say that it's not important, because it is, but it's such a sobering situation that, frankly, I just didn't want to think about it while tuning in to hear you guys riff on a flick. I think all of us need a little fun nowadays. Um, further, he says, it's been trippy for me to recently, uh, sorry, it's been trippy for me recently because I've had a few Revival House Inception style moments with other listeners and fans encouraging me to do a podcast and or commentaries. Mac and Zach retelling my Corey Hames story on their most recent episode of Lost Boys and even one commentary oh, yeah. saying he had a rather salacious dream about me that I can neither confirm or deny being true. Crazy meta moments indeed. <laughs> He also says, but please remember, the Capperfield is just like doing slightly above average LSD at work. It's best in micro doses. Peace and love from up north. Oh, yeah. oh yes. <laughs> Capper is fucking following the fucking Steve Jobs playbook. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. And, uh, and about the riots, sex is cool and all, but have you ever fucked the system? <laughs> I think it's a good point. No, it's right. Like We don't want to sit there and dwell on all that shit. It's just, it's just too much. I mean... It's just, whoa, hold on. Prince is on the soundtrack? The artist, he's got the symbol. She's always in my hair. It's the Hell symbol. Hell yeah. Uh, no, was. dude, that's fucking awesome, man. And I like that he's caught on to all this little shit going, all his comments that have been made regarding him and stuff. So that means you're listening to all the episodes, so we appreciate that. Uh, and, and even though you think you're best in small doses, if you ever did want to do a podcast, you'd be great at it. You got a lot of stories. Otherwise, just keep them for us. I mean, we're happy to tell them. Uh, yeah. Maxwell Unash also says, uh, he's on the Resident Evil 7, actually, the retro rampage that we just did, the live stream. Maxwell Unash says, this is not a relevant, uh, this is not a relevant comment to the video, but on your Friday the 13th Part 2 commentary, you threw major shade on the movie Wild Things, and I must say that you are objectively wrong about that film. Wild Things is inarguably not only the greatest 90s film, crime film, and thriller, but one of the greatest films of all time, period. At least in the top five. I would probably put it in between Citizen Kane and the Olsen Twins' Passport to Paris. It's that fucking good. Hitchcock <laughs> Hitchcock wishes he could make a film as good as Wild Things. <laughs> That's a fucking amazing comment again. He did it again, man. He fucking fools us. He pulls the rug from underneath our expectations. He's uh, the ultimate. But yeah, I don't. I, I didn't hate Wild Things. I see why people could like it. Uh, it was actually directed by uh, the same guy that did uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. And uh, my only problem with it was, uh, like, uh, there was too many twist endings or twists throughout the movie. I was, at some point, I was like, I don't care anymore. I can't believe anything this movie tells me because it'll just tell me it was wrong <laughs> five minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like one of those things where everybody was talking about the lesbian sex scene or like the, the kissing in the pool with Nev Campbell. It had Nev Campbell in but it. it. But it really, it was, it was kind of fucking light. It, it didn't really go far enough. It's like, oh, they're just 
kissing and you don't really see any of the action, right? They start what's going to be a three day three way with him and Matt, her, them and Matt Dillon, and it really goes nowhere. But I think you see some titties and some wet t shirt. I think dog. Uh, last comment I'll read is we had Oliver close off comment on our uh, live stream that we also did a couple nights ago. He simply says he fell asleep during the stream. I who can blame you? That who should can- be the new meme. That's what fucking uh, our boy uh, Adrian Mendoza said at the last one. Every stream we do from now on should have somebody in the comments like I fell asleep during this. And you could interpret that as like oh like a dig, but no, I can, I take it as flattery, meaning we slept with them. They slept with the Revival House boys. Is what they I did. I fell asleep during this commentary. There you go. It's the same thing. It means they tuned in and our voices fucking sexed them to sleep. So Did you put I your hand under uh, Aaron's uh, blanket? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Wait, what? Not, what? They weren't sleeping with you? Anyway, uh, <laughs> what was I fucking going to say, man? Uh, yeah. If you guys don't already do so, make sure you guys are liking and subscribing on the YouTube channel, hitting the notification bell, all that dumb shit. Like the videos uh, the best you can when they go up. I hear... The algorithms really favor when a video is liked in the first couple of hours, if not like the t- first 24 hours. Uh, share us with people you think might enjoy our content as well. Help the Revival House Network grow further this year. And uh, as noted in every fucking video or wherever you find us, there's links to free feeds like podcast services and Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Give us a follow and subscribe over there and leave us feedback and all that shit. And nice stuff. You know what we should do? We should reach out to uh, Spotify and tell them that we'll we'll go Spotify only for like a a couple thousand. Yeah, Joe Rogan got a hundred million, which I still think that's going to be big. I think it's going to be big for podcasts. I wonder if that's going to change. It just means that more people because people aren't leaving Apple podcasts. Everybody's still going to have all their shows over there. So they're going to have a reason to keep that app and still listen to the way they always consume things. Basically, it tells us that they're going to introduce some kind of video podcasting format. Maybe uh, they'll they'll be a fucking YouTube competitor at some point. Well, because yeah, because they get the rights to his uh, video YouTube, the YouTube videos he would do in full and all he can do right now. uh, I think he can still have clips, but I, but that might even have, like a time limit on it, like for a year. I don't remember, but the full version regardless is only going to be on Spotify. So it sounds like it's going to be maybe, maybe Spotify is going to, yeah. Are they going to have their, are they just going to integrate that in the regular Spotify app or are they going to have a separate app? I don't know, but we should be on the pulse of that shit for sure, man. Um, and I, actually I'm, I'm looking at these fucking screen cause I'm watching it on voodoo, which by the way, it kept up the whole movie. It didn't lag this time. And I'm looking at all. You, you did seem to know that she she killed uh, her friend uh, killer before we got there, though. Who? Uh, she killed Mickey on yours before she did on ours. Oh, no, no. I called that out in advance. That It wasn't happening. Oh, then. Okay. Yeah, no, I was I was exactly on point. I was just remembering what was happening in the movie, like 20 seconds before it was happening. Uh, anyway, I'm looking at the covers of all of them. And Scream 4 didn't do the classic fucking face in it like the girl face or whatever it's just got the ghost face on it it's the first movie that's ever done that yeah they didn't do the silhouettes they do that it's got the silhouettes it's got them all lined up um but it doesn't have like the drew barrymore face or the courtney cox no, it's so. just scream this big thing of scream no the yeah it's the, it, it's the ghost face at a side profile so it's kind yeah. of uh different and i think the i think the eyeball in the three is the exact same picture from two they just got a three around it so they didn't even take a new picture for that those lazy fucks but anyway uh really quick just so i get through everything uh check us out on patreon and if you guys want to support us another way we have a teespring buy some merch check out the designs we have and, and as always leave us feedback on anything you want out of a patreon any stuff that we can amend or change or add on to to make it uh 
worth your guys' while to throw some more support our way. We'll do that. But that's all I got. You guys got any last comments? Final thoughts on the movie? It's good. It holds up. It's it's a good flick. Same thing with Scream. Scream 1 does too. I mean, I think there was a... I love Scream when it first came out, and I think there was a period in the middle of all the fucking shit that Scream spawned. I was like, oh, God. You almost kind of like lump Scream in with it just because it started. It, it, but, all that shit soured Scream. You had to wait a couple of years to come back. But you go back to it. Yeah, you go back to it. I'm like, oh, wait. Scream was actually good, and I can't blame it for siring fucking shit movies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're into music, the way I like to think of it is, I, I honestly think a band like Pantera, which a, was a was a gap, was a bridge that bridged between those bands like your Megadeth, your Slayers, and all that shit, and they were the bridge to Corns and all the groove stuff because they were the first popular groove metal band. And obviously, new metal was nothing but fucking grooves. I can't be mad at Pantera. I can't be mad at Corn, right, for producing all the fucking dry kill logics and fucking Il Ninos and shit of the world. Right. Scream's the same way. Scream 2's good. I don't think Scream 3 is going to fare as well, uh, but we'll see. I guess we're going to get to that as well. And Scream 4, I'm interested in watching that again because I only watched it once. So I might watch that before we do it. But anyway, that's all we got, guys. We'll catch you guys next week. Keep the comments coming. Later. Bye bye, puppets. Revival house. Next month's theme, you gotta figure it out. Italian zombies are falling short. I slash it with the knife and the girl next door. And one second in, get it all queued up and ready. Hit play in three, two, one. Bye bye, puppet. Zach Pete in a solo cup man. Couldn't miss Cameron's love and Josh and Scott failed and Riverman's bail. Bye bye, Sounds good, like this country used to. Hold on, you know what? Uh, fuck. Where did this, uh, did this come from, like your personal collection, Zach, or what? Uh, yeah. Are you lying to me? Yeah. I'm just going to watch it on Voodoo then, motherfucker. It'll get out of sync. I, I don't give a fuck. God, you're a cock. Uh, if, if just download it. Uh, because I don't know where the fuck Zach got it from. I'm not doing that. Do you not have fucking AVG? I'm not fucking doing it, man. You're an idiot. You're a fucking I, I, idiot. You ruined the I, party, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I sound like I, repeated. <laughs> I do certain things on this computer, and I'm not going to get it all fucked up. Give me a sec. Well, you don't jack off on it, because you don't watch porn either, you beta. No, I don't do anything on this computer but work, you know, stuff. Not my job. But, this you know. is a good skit. I like this skit. This is a good skit for the beginning of the movie. I'm not even recording yet, so. <laughs> what?